0: Shout out uh, to, to if you're following Oh
1: <laughs> It's hot as fuck in here We bought We bought
2: We oh. bought a mic Bought a mic Bought,
3: bought a mic We bought a, bought a mic. mic Bike I said bike We bought a Take mic Take it away Hey everyone, I'm here too <laughs> I'm here to we join the fun No, sing
1: Mike
0: Actually, not Mike, Colin. Oh. Hey, what's up? Hey, everyone. Hi. It's, Hi. it's me, Colin. Welcome to the Snyder-Colin podcast with <laughs> the three guests and no Snyder. Keep that beat going. It's a
3: party while I'm here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to We Bought a Mic. We got a guest in the house, guest and a half, Yes. if mm-hmm. you count we, our in-house videographer. Yeah, we also
1: just have somebody just taking a video. He's just. He's actually hiding under a blanket in the corner. He's yeah. acting like we don't see him, but he's just standing right there. We're, I'm looking right at he, you. He, he, Casey Affleck, he, like Yeah, he looks like
0: a,
3: from a ghost story. Like,
2: he's
0: wearing, like, <laughs> a sheet ghost with, like, holes in it. From well, our upcoming uh, Wabam,
3: the documentary.
0: Yeah, the mini doc. Yeah. It's going to be hitting the shelves at your local Blockbuster soon.
3: Is it going to chronicle where you guys actually bought the mics? Like yeah, the yeah, yeah.
0: That's a good. That's a good thing we should do for like our an origin the story. Really, yeah, an the origin BTS. story.
1: It'll be three and a half hours long. Yeah, it'll oh be boy. like we'll reenact you going on Amazon.com, and in the end, we're just gonna go <laughs> buy a mic stand instead of a mic.
3: Or the twist is that you guys actually stole the mics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. This is a dirty podcast. Even <laughs> yeah, listening to the mic. whole time. We snatched a mic. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome
2: to the show. I am Ernest Calderon. I am Hunter Mobley. I'm Drew Dateson
3: and I'm Colin Goody, uh yeah. host. Of the Snyder Colin podcast and
0: a- uh, David, sh- shove your face in that mic. Introduce yourself. Oh.
3: Hey, I'm David.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So David, okay. David's, right, David's so gonna be hanging he's back.
0: May- he might he might chime in a little bit. A little
2: bit. Um, yeah. He uh, he saw Ant Man and the Wasp much like we did, and we're gonna be talking about that today, plus a bunch of other things that we've been watching, experiencing, anything that our eyes and ears have been uh, uh, subject to yes. within the last week approximately so very excited today um, very excited to have colin on officially because feel- you were on the cross pod and yes. the, our uh twin peaks analysis yeah. bonus episode
3: i feel warm with yeah. you guys like in Thank presence so, yeah, i feel very yeah. loved and welcome <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm glad yeah, you guys I I like got home in the middle of you guys doing that Twin Peaks shit and like it was like serious. <laughs> like I tried to like make jokes and you guys just didn't even look at me. <laughs> no, like yeah. you were just like fuck you. Calling we in the, called for the your in. shit Yeah. Yeah, he called yeah. in. Did, Colin call
2: call Yeah, used, uh, used my mic. Yeah. All right. Well, so um yeah, let's uh let's get right to it. I think we don't have any news today. No, we we actually have a couple things We, we news do? on uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's some
1: news. Um, first of all, I know Colin probably has a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, yes. Child's Play is getting
3: a remake. Yes, I've uh, I've many things to say about this. So, Child's Play, there's seven of them. They're all in continuity, and they've all been written by Don Mancini. That's that's really rare for a horror franchise. Yeah, for them all to you, stay
1: with the same actual creator. Yeah,
3: after all these. Um, it's always stayed loyal to like fans, kind of like the the fan base for Chucky is actually kind of built up. Lately, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the original Child's Play movies. They're oh, actually, yeah, yeah they're, they're really entertaining movies. And then they did like Bride of Chucky, which is kind of like a response to like Scream, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> oh, let's make it funny. Horror's not scary. <laughs> yeah. And then they did. So the s-
2: first one was the in the 80s, right? Yeah. So they made them
3: into the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. It kind of had like a slow death and then like a resurgence straight to video. But the straight to video movie called Curse of Chucky was actually pretty good like for mm-hmm. what it was and then there was cult of chucky which was like a convoluted confusing mess and then there was like a rumor that there's gonna be a tv series and i think they're still gonna do that but now they're just like straight up rebooting it without don mancini so since
2: there was one film that was a response to scream is this new one going to be a response to
3: ready player one <laughs> and the the, the, the chucky <laughs> yeah. cameo uh I don't know what this reboot's going to do. I just don't want it to be an exact remake because the first child's play is about this six-year-old named Andy Barclay. And he's like the protagonist of the first three movies. I don't want them to redo that character. So I'm fine with it being rebooted. Just don't use like the same characters with new actors. Right.
2: So the the thing that comes to mind with me uh, regarding this is that we're kind of in a little bit of a
3: horror resurgence golden golden age right Mm -hmm. now. Mm Do you think that this has potential to really cash in on that? I mean, to be, like, a huge, massive blockbuster, no, but to be, like, a success. Okay. I think I think people would go out to see it. Uh, it's tricky, though, because you have to make Chucky look perfect. Because these past two new ones that came from this decade, he looked kind of off and weird. And it's strange. Like, it's thinking, oh, you have to make Chucky look perfect. I don't know. It's, like, super nerdy, hardcore, like horror no, fanboy shit. Mean, like also, he has to look perfect.
1: And also like I feel like I mean, as much as Chucky does have like this huge following, it's not like whenever they're bringing back Halloween this year. Like Halloween is a bigger franchise yeah, as a but, whole.
3: But Michael Myers doesn't have a voice. Like right. you have to get Brad Dourif back to do Chucky because he always voiced him. You know, uh Billy from One Flew with the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah yep, that's, that's, that's yeah that's oh. arguably his most famous role too. What the hell? Okay. Uh, possibly. I don't know. It could be it could be a lot of fun. Have have some like fun jump scares, you know, of <laughs> Chucky popping out places with a with a knife. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but the director and writer, I'm just like, who are these guys? Oh, it's it's people who don't really. It's have some it in... it's some Norwegian filmmaker who made a movie Ooh. called like Bill Skarsgård. Some, something just some just some guys, <laughs> just some guys. <laughs> so it it could be cool. Everyone it could be cool. Cool. Well, is is Blumhouse involved? No, okay. I I think it's a MGM. It's MGM oh, okay. because oh, really? they did the first okay. one. Okay. MGM or Universal? Either way.
1: Oh, or. they hold the I rights. I didn't know so. that yeah, MGM okay. was still a thing, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> I mean, kind of
3: surprising. Universal might own MGM or something. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. All mm. right, let's move on to this next bit of news. This
1: next bit of news, which, I mean, yeah, Child's Play is cool. It's iconic <laughs> franchise. I have a Chucky stuff. doll, but, a life-size Chucky doll. But you Damn what? it, I care. I have a life-size doll of Vin Diesel. And The Rock. I saw it. each I, other. I saw it in your house and yeah. I was disturbed. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's actually, it's life-size. So it's like the head is like hitting the roof of my house. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. We're actually getting a Fast and Furious spinoff film. What in, in, the, that, same what in universe. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this
2: has been in production. Well, not in production, but in pre-production for a while now. Because um, there's been all this behind the scenes drama with. Fast and Furious. Especially,
1: namely, between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Yeah,
2: because, all right, imagine, put yourself in Vin Diesel's shoes. You have this awesome franchise that you've gotten off the ground. You've been a lead producer on it, it's your baby. and everybody likes you. And then in comes in a bigger, balder dude yeah. that yeah. everyone likes even more than you. It's it's
0: beef between,
3: like, meatheads.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. It's beef it's between masculine. beef. You're,
0: you're Vin Diesel, you're the star, and then all of a sudden a guy comes in who has talent. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, now I have to be good at anything at all. So,
2: yeah, so Vin wants The Rock out of his franchise. He's like, this is mine. You can't just come in here and do whatever the fuck you want and have everyone hugging you and kissing their babies. Like... No, So now The Rock is like, okay, fine. I'll do my own shit with Jason Statham. So that's basically what this movie is.
3: I I haven't seen any of these movies personally, but didn't uh, the last one, what was it? Fate of the Furious. Did The Rock and Vin Diesel not even share screen No, they don't. Yeah. It's it's very (laughs)
1: obvious that they're all kept, that they're kept far apart from each other a large chunk of the movie is Vin Diesel talking into a phone whenever he's talking like to the rock or something I mean, it's very obvious him. that they can't like well, put these two at, actors together at the
2: beginning of the movie um, there's one sequence where they're driving next to each other. And the camera cuts back and forth between their respective cars, but you never see them in the same shot. So they're like talking over their shoulder like through the window and they're like, Oh yeah, hey man, let's grab a beer after this uh drive that we're on right now. And then
3: <laughs> it, it's uh, all it's all done through editing. Yeah. The magic of editing. Yeah, movie magic. Wow.
1: Yeah, but uh in other bigger news, Idris Elba was just casted as the lead bad for Neat. Hobbs and Shaw. Who's Paul Walker hey, gonna play? Uh the, the, fuck
0: out the of ghost here. of driving dude, past. too fucking
1: soon. Okay, nah, I'm
0: I'm down to shit all over his grave like immediately. <laughs> you yeah, weren't a fan of running scared. He was horrible. He, I don't even know what that eight, is. Eight below or remember, eight. Remember that time eight travel? Eight
1: oh, uh um, what was that time? <laughs> travel? Oh, timeline.
0: Yes, time dude, that Richard oh. Donner movie. God, dude, that, that, that no movie is so
1: bad. It's he, he, he is, is so bad in, in
0: that movie. Anyway, rest um, rest in power. Does anyone accept? Paul.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hey, I mean, this could be interesting. Like, we could get maybe like a little bit of like Bumblebee styling to it. Where like Bumblebee. I'm actually like genuinely a little bit. Part of me is kind of excited for Bumblebee Mm because it's Michael Bay isn't involved. So it's like, what could happen here? Maybe this will be amazing. Michael Bay is not involved at all. No, Michael Bay is not. He's He's just a producer.
2: Oh, okay. Well, he'll probably have a little bit of input. He'll be like, hey, we need
1: him. We need more Transformers genitalia. uh, The (laughs) only problem with the Hobbs and Shaw is that it's directed by David Leach, who uh, he made John Wick, which is good. But he also made Deadpool 2, which is which is epic. It's uh, win, bro. It's hashtag win.
3: It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't he, did he co-wrote with John Wick? And then they kind of like split off, or am I insane? Um, there was two of them. I don't Wasn't know there? if he...
1: There was two people who did the second John Wick, I think. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I probably won't go
3: see Hobbs and
1: Shaw. You've never seen a Fast and Furious uh, movie, have you? No,
0: I haven't. I mean, Dude, I've seen one and it sucked and I never watched Which another. one? I think
1: it was Tokyo Drift. Okay, oh, well that's dude. the worst one. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not here for you guys' takes. No, like I, Fast and Furious is one of those franchises where the first one was good, and then it kind of took this major dip in quality. But then like Fast Four, it started to get a little bit better. Fast Five was when that's, that's the best. That's one. the best one. That's whenever they really came together. That's the introduction at the Rock as like the bad guy <laughs> in that movie. It's, it's just, a great movie. Yeah, dude, that's just a great yeah. fun. And movie. then
2: Fast Six is the one where you have the iconic sequence at the end of the movie where there is a <laughs> plane taking off for twenty minutes. It's like, what is this runway that there's this plane? Just yeah, it's a it's like a fifty straight. mile runway. Yeah, <laughs> They're if, driving if that was a down. real thing, it'd be the longest runway in the world by like. You know, a hundred times fold.
3: Isn't the ending of Furious Seven like a tearjerker? With oh yeah, oh, yeah, Drew, oh, Maybe, see, maybe you never, should watch it, Drew. Yeah,
0: you no I know I, I've seen it and I laughed my ass off. <laughs> wow. I, I just watched the ending. Wow. Scene. No,
1: there's actually there's multiple shots throughout the entire movie. There's supposed to be like Paul Walker things, where it's like him like looking at the camera and like smiling, giving a thumbs up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I never, I never saw that. They one. put in his brother. It's not good. And then just the same song plays throughout the whole yeah. movie. Where it's, it's like. Been- yeah. Shouts to Charlie Puth.
2: Okay. Well, let's move on. Right. Um, we got some list. What we've been
3: listening, Colin.
0: Colin's it, it just says just Colin's always- mystery music. <laughs> it's just you me. got a
3: surprise. It's just well, uh, I I just I have something to admit. I take back what I said about. Music not being pop culture. I like, I like oh, hearing you guys oh, talk about music.
2: Oh. I do. We've actually been talking a, l- a lot of music. Yeah, I know. And I've, I've been
3: enjoying
0: it, too. Yeah, because we were we were hanging out a long time ago, just you and me. And you you said we were both drinking and we were talking shit about each other's podcasts. It was, <laughs> it
3: was early on when you guys were doing the
0: podcast. So you started talking about music. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah, jarring. And you're music like, isn't pop you're culture. You were like, yeah, me and Snitter don't want to hear about music. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't give a shit. We just want
3: pop culture takes. Yeah. But, uh, um, did, all right. See, so you, you guys have seen 13 Reasons Why. And, like, don't breathe. No. I saw, Goosebumps. What? No. What? This <laughs> is such a broad. It's, it's going into music all Where right, are Okay. You going the, with the, so there's this band called, like, the Wallows or Wallows the or something. The Wallflowers? No, no. The Wallows. <laughs> not the Bob Dylan songbaby. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, because a friend suggested, hey, check out this song. uh. So I did. And it's, like, indie pop, rock punky. Type and it's in 13 stuff. Reasons Why? No, like I'm watching and I was like, okay, this is a pretty good song and Then I realized the singer is the main guy From 13 no! Reasons Why what? he's, yeah, the he's little, in a band He's
0: the dweeby little Nathan Fielder looking kid Yeah, he played Zach in Goosebumps That's really
1: funny yeah he's in in a band yeah he's in a band is it is the band better than his acting uh the the song that i I listened to it was it was
3: actually a good song i've actually it wasn't bad i
1: remember hearing he was in
3: a band but that's really funny yeah i checked out one song it was called like pictures of girls or something
0: it was it was fun (laughs) pictures (laughs) Pictures of of girls he's like a regular finn wolfhard man yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah what is this trend with like Jared Netflix. Jared Leto Finn, Gen fucked Z-ers. up the whole the whole market. You know, yeah. <laughs> Ever since then, because it's cool if you're an actor and a rapper. That's always that works out. Like Will Smith and Donald Glover yeah. with them. Jamie a- Foxx, actor and rock star. I'm not sold on that. Not yet. just
2: actor, but like Netflix original.
1: Actor. Yeah, yeah. You got to be Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> <to> pull <laughs> that off. Apparently, or sl- Alex Wolf, and it's a <laughs> Naked Brothers band. It's really taken off. Well, like, a- apparently the Dylan
3: the Dylan guy, I don't remember his last name. He was in the Let the Right One In remake when he was younger. And on the thumbnail for Netflix, it's like his face. It's like a little kid on it. It's like, oh, they're exploiting him because he's like a big Netflix wow. fuckboy now. <laughs> that's, but yeah, that's he's crazy. A- yeah, he's in a band. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's-
0: you know, I actually watched like a decent amount of 13 Reasons Why in the background. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. didn't make it, it after was, four episodes, and, it and I, definitely, I had to give up. Like, the problematicness of it was definitely... It wasn't, like, exaggerated. It really does make Suicide sound, like, really cool. Like, oh, it, no. it will going to make a like, game out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just makes it seem romantic. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill myself, and then they'll all care um, about me. Geez. If
3: we, we want to wrap up what else I've been listening to, I'm going to do a response to when... Uh... Hunter brought up Death Heaven because you can now stream their new album off of uh, NPR's website. Oh, yeah. Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. They debuted it just like they did their third album, New Bermuda. And a big fan of the band, and I can say that they're four four for four. They just keep making amazing, awesome albums. Yeah,
1: I haven't had a chance to actually listen to their album. Just as you do, have to listen to it through NPR's website. Yeah, which it, is a it comes, bit out,
3: it comes out in like pain, it, but it comes out in a few days. Yeah,
1: it's about to come out. So wherever it comes out, I can't wait to listen to it. I love the uh, the singles that they've released so far from mm-hmm. the album. Um, they do a
3: lot of uh, experimentation too. Not like super like out of their field, but like the first track on there, it sounds like it's like soft rock, like. It has, like, a heavy piano in it. Is that it. I'm the like, one Is with Billy the Joel? duet that you were telling me about? No, they have, like, a, they have like a pop song on yeah. it. I mean, it's still, like, dark and shit, but it's, like, uh, a duet with Chelsea Wolf. if you guys know her. Mm. No. Ch- you never heard Is her? Is she
0: related to uh, Nat and Alex Wolf from the Naked <laughs> <Yeah>. Brothers band? <laughs> yeah.
3: No? Yeah, she was uh, She's she the, was naked the band. What did you think of it. the new death groups? Oh, you're the Snitch? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. It's great. I mean, yeah. it, I've been listening to album. it all the time in my car and stuff. Because at first, it's kind of hard to like absorb everything. But then just playing it on and on my car, just, yeah. Uh, Good shit. Yeah, definitely. It's, I'd say it's like somewhere in the middle of their discography. Just, a, just another solid, uh, uh, valiant effort by the band. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think
2: it's just so admirable that they... Are able to innovate the weird, weird type of music that they're making. That yeah, they can find a way to like really push what they're doing and still be creative with like the insanity
3: of it. It's very like experimental, which I know is kind of like a overstatement, understatement, or whatever. But it's very like abstract. Yeah, like it kind of reminded me of like Mr. Bungle at times. Yeah, and in, in a YouTube comment, someone like said that, and I was like, thank you. Like yeah. I knew it wasn't crazy. <laughs> But like yeah, they did like a weird like jazz stuff. They have like a psychedelic rock song, yeah. and then they on have there.
1: streaky, which is like we've talked about before. It could just like play in a club. Yeah, like you streaky's could. just it's like
3: pe- catchy, just people with a good beat. Would, yeah, people would probably dance to that too. It probably oh. wouldn't catch them off guard. What did you think of my analysis of Death Grips? Did you listen to that? Yeah, I, I listened to the episode. How it sounds like like heavy metal mixed with the Game Sphere music. Oh well, I thought of that for the opening track. Death Grips is online. Yeah, that might I be would, as far as I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that first
0: track. Terrific, terrific album. And you're like,
1: yeah, I can I can give a full analysis of the whole album at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: usually how it goes. We don't, None of us actually listen or watch anything in this <laughs> podcast. We're reviewing the trailer for Ant-Man the Wasp later in yeah. the show. So does anyone want to keep
2: stalling before we get to the next thing? Yeah, can I, know, I <laughs>
1: yeah. can I fucking please keep stalling? So, so, wh- so we came in here, Colin and I came in here today, rocking matching t-shirts yeah. that we got. From a show that we went to last night. But a little band. I brought them up a couple times before on here. They're the greatest band of all time. Oh, my God. They're the greatest artist of all time. They just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First ballot. No, they didn't. Coheed and Cambria.
3: They changed my life. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This was your fifth time seeing
1: them live? This was my fifth time. Your sixth time seeing them? Hold on.
2: Before you get any further, I'm... I'm gonna give the listeners a little bit of a visual um, aid in audio form of what I'm looking at here. So this, this shirt, yeah, the shirt basically, it
0: says Coheed and Cambria, and then the graphic, is, also it says like,
2: "Call Your Mother" in yeah, a tiny mother. font
0: at the top. It, it, it basically looks like an ad for a movie that I don't want to see.
1: It looks kind of like uh like Jason. Jason yeah. yeah, it's very yeah. Like, it's very horror movie. Friday aesthetic. the Thirteenth. That's off. why I got it was because it looks such like a horror movie. It's aesthetic. basically yeah, it's basically an
2: ad for Mr. Snowman. It looks like it looks like Deadpool from X Men Origins if he was on <laughs> meth.
3: It gives me Jason X like vibes, Yeah, if definitely. If you remember that,
1: if you remember the cover to that movie. Yeah, I don't remember the movie itself because I never saw it. But Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyways, space. so... <laughs> what? Yesterday, <Yeah. laughs> uh, a group of us, um, Colin, myself, David, and Nathan, we all went to go to see this band play in uh, Tampa, and the, the openers were Story So Far yes, and it Taking Back Sunday. Was in an am- so it was in Far- an amphitheater, yeah. too. Story So Far actually put on a really good show. I was... Uh, uh, I know Gaia is a big fan of them, so I've checked out some of their stuff before, and they sound like the singer sounds exactly like he does in a recording. So I was like, I was really impressed by that. He seemed
3: really bored on stage, like he literally just like stood there.
1: One thing I thought was funny was because you can tell they're a smaller band, and they were on this huge uh, stage, and like the band was so close together, like they were using like a fifth of the stage, and then the rest of it was just like all around them. They were staying just so close together; it's like they were in a garage together. That's lame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put on a show.
0: You can't just stand. But
1: it was, I will say, they definitely put on a better show than Taking Back Sunday. They were
3: fine. (laughs) Like I didn't recognize any of their songs. But Drew, you're a fan of Taking Back Sunday. I I, I mean,
1: middle school me loved Taking Back Sunday. I was I I never got into Taking Back Sunday. No, and that's I because whenever they announced they were going on tour, Taking Back Sunday, I was really excited. Um, they were just pretty disappointing. One of the problems was is they're releasing these new albums. And they sound bad. They sound like they're trying to be a Tom Petty cover band, but like a bad Tom Petty cover band. The singer's voice, um, Alex... Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Wolf. But, yeah. <laughs> We're going back to <laughs> Alex Wolf again. Jesse Lacey's
3: friend? <laughs> Jesse no, Lazy's
1: they're friend. obviously not friends. No, um, his voice is shot, and that's especially noticeable whenever they do older songs, which I think is why they basically... They only played like a couple hits, but they left out like a lot of some of their biggest songs. Like they didn't even play. They played Cute Without the E, of course. Um, They played What's It Feel Like to Be a Ghost. Oh, okay. Uh, They played Faith, which I wasn't expecting. Okay, that's a good song. But. Uh, they didn't play 2020 surgery. They didn't play. Uh, they played your so last summer, which did, I wasn't expecting. Uh, that's
0: was did they play uh, Q without the E?
1: Yeah, of course. Parentheses cut yeah. from the team. They uh, they didn't play. Um, uh, there's no I in team. The Jesse Lacey retaliation song. Yeah. Yeah. The only
3: song they played that I knew was Make Damn Sure,
1: which they closed on Make Damn Sure, which I predicted, which was cool. I was expecting them to close on Q without the E, but regardless, like they. The band itself sounded okay, but the main singer's voice is just kind of... Done at this point. Yeah, that's, and like, that's, he just that's not. Can't really they don't. Do it. They don't seem like a band
0: that, like, after the gig, they're just like you know lo- closing up shop and drinking hot tea or whatever. It's you know, a- Adam Lazara <laughs> is his name.
1: Adam Lazara is the name yeah, of the singer. Yeah,
0: I could. I could tell that. Um, which was isn't he
1: like like he looks pretty bad now too, right? He has like really long hair. He looks like he's trying to be an '80s rock star. <laughs> he looks and like, it's not quite. It, what's like sad was uh he. You could tell like he was trying to like look cool and have like cool showmanship. He was like spinning the mic around stage. Yeah. And everything like uh, that. I'm yeah. still hot, but, right? But he just was not. It just was. That's not sad because he
0: used to be kind of like a heartthrob, like an emo heartthrob. And he had, yeah, he had the. Cla- he shared this with a bunch of different bands, but he had the thing where he would wrap the mic cord around his neck and oh, swing yeah. it around and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Honestly, I'm not surprised that they kind of lost but, their form. But, I mean, their music in general, it's just
3: they still have a fan base, though. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: I'm sure they do. They their music meant a lot to a lot. It meant a lot to me. A lot of my friends, like back in the day, loved that band, but. I yeah, I, I just don't see where that sound goes in the modern landscape of music. It's hard to adapt that. I mean, to sound I think good. that
1: their twenty ten self titled album is genuinely a good album. Yeah, we but were into that in high after school. After that it just like their quality just dri- just drops so dramatically. And I mean, like I said, it's just cause his voice is completely shot because he's like forty, but that's almost what makes it so much more impressive that Coheed and Cambria that Claudio god damn it Claudio's out there Claudio's 40 years old and he can still like fucking belt those yeah, notes I wanna yeah I want to see like his birth certificate can, yeah when <laughs>
3: when Coheed played they just blew the other two bands out of the water it really like it yeah, really it it just, wasn't
1: even close like going there or even like trying to be from a neutral perspective. I would have been disappointed if it was like Taking Back Sunday closed after Oh, yeah. Know, that would have been embarrassing. Co-E'd, because Coed put on so much better of a show from like the roadie work, the tech work. Their show is a lot better mixed than Taking yeah, they Back sounded, Sunday's. Yeah, they sounded great. Um, They played almost a perfect set like Mm -hmm. pretty much everything that i could have wanted a lot of mix of new stuff only played a couple older things they played one of their new songs uh the dark sentencer which they opened yeah they opened
3: that with it was cool hearing that live yeah it was like songs it was just
1: great like i mean seeing them this is my fifth time your sixth time colin but like they just they're they put on such a great performance i think it's one of the reasons why i love them so much it's just because they're just a great
3: live band they're not disappointing it's always fun going to their shows it's always like a fun time
1: Nathan, you know. are you a fan of Coheed and Cambria now? Get on the mic. T- tell him. I
3: am the biggest fan ever <laughs> oh, no. now. Oh, see? <laughs> he, no, get off the he, mic. Get off of the mic. Cult. He's part of the no. cult. You guys
1: are next. <laughs> Fuck, No, man, I mean, they were, they were good. <laughs> okay, good. Did, I'm not
3: crazy about it, but they put on a good show. Did they force you to go?
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you call it if you like hogtie somebody <laughs> down and then you you like open up their eyelids like fucking Clockwork Orange style? You, didn't, and strap you don't them even in need there. to see it. It's a concert. You can. Oh, you need, oh, to, you see need it. to see it. You need you to need see
3: the hair. You gotta see
1: the hair. <laughs> you, gotta see the hair. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta see Claudio playing the guitar with his teeth. Ugh. Yeah. That's oh, unsanitary. Uh,
3: yeah, but I can't wait for um the analysis review for me guys when they release their new album yeah, when Vaxus when Act one the, the unheavenly creature when they release
1: that <laughs> right album guys? we're just going to just do you and me or just going to do a talking Heat yeah, podcast we, I just it right I now. hear
0: their album names and I'm like I'm, I'm out <laughs> like I just hear I don't know what it is and I'm like no nah, okay. I'm good right. thank you
1: all right listeners listeners if you guys are into just like rock music and like what like classic rock music can still sound like in 2018 that's what coheed and cambria is like this they're from like a is that true they're from a time that's past. all that you have now is like indie rock which is completely different i mean coheed and cambria is like true metal
3: yeah there really is no other band like there's nothing like them that's still
1: around these days like still producing music that sounds like this and they have a
3: diehard fan base and that's all that matters like you can be a band but if you don't have a fan base and it's kind of like you kind of failed in a way. Yeah. Like Coheed yeah. like like their fans are like obsessed. Like they buy all their shit. Yeah,
0: they have like a fish like fan base that just follows them yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And like sells like bad acid and stuff. <laughs> like Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, it was a, it was yeah. a, it was a great time.
2: It was a great. Cool. Time. Alright, glad you guys had fun. Uh, let's move on. Let's move okay. into
1: something that's let's, equally no, as let's, prestigious. Let's, let's get to something <laughs> yes. way better I think I than know what this
0: is. way better than some progressive metal band. We watched this, Transformers Five. This is the film version of yeah. Coheed and King
3: <laughs>
1: Tran Ew. Tran
2: Five
3: Formers,
1: yeah, that's how I wrote it Trans, in the notes. Was yeah. Trans Five Formers? Trans
3: mers yeah. <laughs> why didn't they market it like that? Were they like, hmm, Fant- four stick bombed?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that was the only they, reason. They, they're not clever enough. They're to like, do it was a great like movie. Don't get this, us wrong; it was great. But, all right, but yeah. It bombed.
2: I I will never watch this movie, but I've listened to a lot of uh, conversations and read articles about it, and I know that they are trying. So Paramount created a writer's room for their uh, Transformers movies. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to create a Transformers cinematic universe. So I don't know... I think I'll check out Bumblebee and we'll be the judge of this this thing is working. But that looks like a good movie. Is is last night part supposed to be part of this. No, it's
3: just it's just it's
0: just Michael Bay bullshit. That's all it is. I yeah. We I didn't even I saw like half of this movie because we had it took two nights to get through it. And this is one of the most colossal failures of cinema that I've ever seen. I haven't seen something. Was such a it's like if the room had like a two hundred million dollar budget. Did you,
2: did you see the fourth Transformers movie? Yeah,
0: yeah, we saw it's it. It's even worse um, than that. Yes, actually, oh, no. actually, I don't
3: counter that. There's less product placement, and there's not that there's much like, pandering. Like there's <laughs> okay. not there's not that bad Michael Bay humor as much. So, it seems like
1: yes, I was gonna say Transformers Age of Extinction has a much worse script. Then the there, last night does. i say time. that the last what night. What is the runtime of the
0: last night? Um, How long like is it? two hours thirty-five minutes. Yeah. Oh, there was yeah. that. There was that scene where Optimus Prime grabs a giant Bud Light and goes dilly dilly. <laughs> no <laughs> no, way. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: you're not too far off because the dilly, movie starts dilly. off in
0: medieval times. Oh yeah, yeah that's the, okay. So- <laughs> This movie is so perplexing on so many levels. It starts literally like, it looks like Braveheart, where they are. It's a medieval battle, and Stanley Tucci is just playing a different character. He, yeah, he's he in is. the actual movie, and then he's just in medieval times playing he's, a different guy. No,
3: he's playing Merlin. Like, yeah, Merlin. Like Sword in the Stone, Merlin. He, yeah,
0: he's Merlin. And so what ha- Even though he's already been in this Kill universe me. before. So what <laughs> happened? Yeah, I don't even know what happened. So... <laughs> For the
3: record, like I just I check out these Transformers movies. Well, the first one came out when we were all like thirteen, and we all probably loved it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I loved. It changed like, it. Yeah. my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: lives were changed.
3: Yeah, it blew,
2: it blew my I, mind. I'll, I'll say it again. When Megan Fox leans over that car in that movie.
1: Yeah. Men, okay, be, boys became. Men. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's, mm, we're starting to get into the problems with uh, Transformers Five because of course Megan Fox isn't part of this movie anymore. Yeah. So she's replaced with this like 13 year old girl. And they, yeah, and they like sexualize oh, this girl. Oh
3: no.
2: Yeah. She's like she's yeah. She's wanna not be I feel rape. bad for
1: saying that. Yeah. Oh, no. Geez. It's yeah. Michael Bay is a this fucking is creep. It's not like. As like she's not like leaning over cars or anything like that, but they give her the same makeup and like hair blowing in the wind effect that they give Megan Fox. Because uh. I think that they just know their audience at this point. And they know they had o- this, these movies only appeal to thirteen year olds. you're yeah. Like well then let's and put a thirteen year old girl in here. Well this like a movie for the, yeah,
3: the reason I hate like oh it's like this little girl and she's like strong and independent. It's like well the first four movies just exploited chicks. Yeah. Like yeah. Megan Fox and like yeah it's oh, like, like a little too
0: late. Dude. It's like
3: oh they're so hot. Like look at them They're like in a car Well
2: that's why uh, Fox quit the franchise Because she was like If you're gonna have me Oh yeah Just flaunt around And like be half naked I want more money Yeah I feel like Michael Bay was
3: like Fuck that People don't give Megan Fox credit Because she's like hot And not a good actress But she made a smart decision She's like these movies are shit Yeah
1: um, so we didn't even talk about the worst part about this movie, which is the fact this movie was shot with three different cameras. Yes. Yes. This
0: is, I, I <laughs> Dude, this is the part the that's black like
1: bars. It reminded me a lot of the room in that, like you would notice
0: the camera change, but almost every shot, it's the aspect ratio is different in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I
1: have not seen something like that in a it's movie. It's so with distracting that you're like big black bars, no black bars, medium black bars, big black bars, no in black bars. In the same scene? Yeah. Yes. Like, just like, like cut, always. From cut to
3: cut. Throughout the entire movie, like, constantly changing aspect ratio. There's horrible,
1: horrible continuity errors. One specifically that I just remember from trying to trudge through the ending last night is you see one of the Transformers running down the hallway, and then there's a hard cut, and the robot's in a different angle. Yeah, there's lots of, like,
3: little continuity errors, and... The movie, it just doesn't make sense Like you can't follow it
1: Yeah, there's parts where like They just like leave all the kids Who were part of the first half of the movie They just like leave them it's, for 45 minutes And yeah. then they just like show up at the end in Scotland And you're like what You it's, guys were in like middle it America It really is, it's not followable And it sometimes it does look like a parody
0: Like there was that one scene where we got like You couldn't tell what was happening Because it was just like The whole scene was a series of establishing shots of vehicles <laughs> But nothing happens You're just, it's like airplanes. <laughs> (laughs) car, another car, another airplane, a transformer but nothing happens. They're in like five different locations too so it's not even establishing Uh, shots. It was like that scene in Nathan for You where he's introducing Canada and he just keeps on zooming in on like McDonald's and a gas station and stuff. (laughs) It was like but nothing's
1: happening.
3: Well well guys we did get excited when we finally saw Cade Yeager.
1: Oh yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah Cade Yeager. So full spoilers for this movie (laughs) don't see this goddamn movie. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Hulu. You might be tempted to watch it. Don't watch it. Um, so Katie yeah. is a knight of the round table, I think kind of. He's the last night. Spoiler He is word. the last night. Oh, I thought that'd be Optimus. No. Okay. So Optimus Prime spends pretty much two hours and 15 minutes of this movie being evil. Yeah. He's For the, the no villain. Reason. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Cause like there's another alien transformer who's like whispering in his ear and he's mm-hmm. like, I am negative. Nega Optimus. Negative Prime? Yeah, Nega, nega Prime was or something it, it like was that. Was it
2: kind of like... Oh, that's exactly what Fate of the Furious
1: is. Yeah, no, it's giving me serious Fate of the Furious vibes. It's li- it's the same thing. There's even a big subway uh, or, or not uh, submarine scene in which Katie Yeager pulls on a pipe really hard and it moves the trajectory of the subway. So is submarine. this is
2: does this mean that Optimus Prime and Mark Wahlberg had uh,
3: beef behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah, they did not screen time. They super uh, Mark Wahlberg is actually CGI. Throughout the whole movie, yeah, it's um,
0: part of Optimus's contract. Okay, actually so- yeah, Mark Wahlberg actually <laughs> lost all his limbs in the process of making it. Him and Peter Cullen are, really have beef. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Oh, is it Anthony
1: Hopkins? In yes. dude, Anthony yeah, Hopkins is. is in this movie. We oh, haven't even gotten to Anthony God. Hopkins yet. He's Anthony all, he, he Hopkins has like says, a lot of screen time. Dude, no, it's not just a cameo. He is a significant portion of this movie. And he says, dude. And he says, <laughs> like, multiple points in here. He, he calls a guy a dickhead. Yeah, he calls yeah. somebody a dickhead. And you're like, Anthony Hopkins, what are you doing? And you can tell he's not even, like, trying. It doesn't even look like he's having fun. Like, we often say, like, oh, man, at least they're just having <laughs> a blast. <laughs> no, you can tell this is something yeah. where he's like, well,
0: Pass I'm about me to, that I'm about to die. <laughs>
1: I'm about to die. I might as well just get one more big paycheck for my family before I go. <laughs> like,
3: when, when we were watching it, we were like, we were like, uh, we were like praising Anthony Hopkins. It was like, wow, like. The like, the amount of shit that he is
0: not giving Is unprecedented <laughs> Yeah, It's pretty amazing like fuck, it, like. it looked like he didn't even sit at the makeup table <laughs> the, He looked like shit The whole movie And there, his, his character wasn't <laughs> supposed to look bad You could see his liver spots Yeah he looked <laughs> like he was dying it's like, uh, it's like
2: Harrison Ford in Blade Runner 2040 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But like unintentional And the scene where he says dickhead He's pointing like just off camera Somebody says shut up dickhead And I kept saying to myself that's like him talking to Michael Bay <laughs> Michael Bay is like giving him notes. And he's like, "Shut up, dickhead!" Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm a fucking Academy Award-winning yeah. actor. And
0: Michael's like, "That's good. That's good. Let's just edit around this, and we'll put yeah. it. We'll use it in the movie."
1: But but we use the IMAX camera on a close-up. It's fine. It's fine. We'll
3: do another wide shot. A, another scene that got to me is when a, the the young
1: Ray girl is like hiding
3: <laughs> in a helicopter. Yeah, for there's some a reason. girl who
1: looks like they found. They were like. We need somebody who looks like Daisy Ridley because she's in right now, but still kind of looks like Megan Fox. And also, they can't act.
3: No, I'm talking about the little, little girl. Oh, you're talking about the little, little girl. She's like hiding in a helicopter, and Mark Wahlberg's like, What are you doing here? And she's just like, I don't know. And we're like, Is that like. (laughs) And we're like, Is 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 she talking about her direction or the script? (laughs) Yeah.
1: What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. Uh,
3: But basically, Ernest, this movie's worthless. I give it a 1 out of 10. Yeah, this is... It's unwatchable. You can't even watch it.
1: Okay, so comparing this to Age of Extinction, Age of Extinction has a worse script than this movie, but this movie looks worse than Age of Extinction. Oh, okay. So they're both 1s out of 10. Both of them are absolute trash, and they need to be burned. I hope that like aliens come down like 10,000 years mm-hmm. from now, and they find a Blu-ray copy of this, and they're like, is this what humans did? <laughs> I I feel bad for Paramount. They need a win. They are not. They're going to
2: fucking go out of business. One
1: one more thing before we move on from this. The consequences of what happens at the end of this movie are not addressed whatsoever, but they're catastrophic. The moon gets destroyed. (laughs) There's no moon. The The, dark of the moon? Dude, literally the moon is gone now. And like (laughs) half of Earth got totally wrecked into by this planet eater, which is destroy the like that would fuck up the oceans that would ruin everything if the moon was just gone yeah. but it's gone now and i'm yeah. like why does it why does everything have to get wrecked
3: in
0: these transformers <laughs> movies it's and I'm like, disaster it's Bay. porn it's disaster yeah.
1: porn yeah okay paramount
0: sucks. is basically the burger king of, of, of <laughs> movie <laughs> yeah, they, uh, but, then,
1: but
2: then they put out a movie like annihilation which is actually like thought-provoking and innovative and yeah. unique and nobody fucking sees it yeah so just it's like, like chicken like, fries
0: Jeez. You know, my yeah. like like Burger King in,
2: analogy
3: works out still. Yeah, chicken fries were innovative,
2: weren't they? <laughs> yeah, no
0: no one cared, man.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. All
2: right, well, that's transfibers. Uh Let's move Trans, on to... Trans 5 okay. Oh, jeez. So now we're, now
1: we're going go to go oh to, like... God, listen. Is, it, is it my pick a right, so, so movie? So we should... T- we should, <laughs> we should also preface this by saying that um whenever Colin comes into town
0: we watch his all-time favorites. <laughs> yeah. That's all we watch. So we watch Transfomers and we watch Click. Why well, did <laughs> I didn't watch it with you guys, but I've seen Click like 40 times Yeah, it, in my if you, life.
3: It, it, anyone who's like our age has most likely seen Click at yeah. least once, it's if an, not like five or eight it it times. It was just on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah every always, day it's always, on TV. Yeah. Still,
0: like it's every time I go home to Tallahassee, it's on. I could, if you can just put it on, it's like mildly entertaining. Yeah. It
3: has a fun premise. And as like a 12 or 11 year old, when yeah. that movie came out, it seemed like enticing. And oh, Adam Sandler, he's cool.
0: It seems like a script that Jim Carrey said no to in like 2000. But bro, here's you the know? thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's all right. This is this is Colin's obscure pop culture corner right now. Yeah. Okay. There's an episode of Goosebumps oh. from, from the '90s has the exact same premise, and it's called Click. Whoa! You're like, <laughs> yeah.
2: you're like red letter media right yeah. now. Yeah. W- how
3: they like link everything to the, the, the Twilight Zone yeah.
2: or Star Trek? But like,
1: there's, it's literally called. Yeah, Click. It's
3: literally a kid who oh. has
2: a remote. They don't who even can control. pause oh, so cause and so Adam Sandler's a fucking
1: hack. con artist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler wrote, directed, starred in this movie.
3: Yeah. I don't. I'm sure they have. No, I'm sure they did not see that episode of Goosebumps. It's just like. Not that smart of a premise. Well, that's the thing. It's like, a, it's clever. Like, but it's I feel not like I would think
0: of that, and that's not a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I feel like it's just kind of like one step away from thinking about a premise.
1: It's just like, dude, this movie is. It's. Oh, God. It's, like, extremely sexist and shit. You watch it now. He's, like, driving, and there's a, t- a girl running, and he, like, slows down time to watch her titties jiggle. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. David Hasselhoff is there with his hot assistant. Yeah, and he, like, farts on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he like, and farts in his
0: mouth, and
3: then and he, like, but, yells at his but assistant. But Adam
1: Sandler, you can tell <laughs> that he's lower on the totem pole because his assistant's an
0: ugly girl. Yeah, this it's any comedy from like over 10 years ago, you're going to watch now and be like, oh, there's a really
1: bad transgender joke in there. Like
0: premise wise, this movie really is. It's born of the Jim Carrey era where it's just like it's a funny guy living his life and then this one weird thing happens and now he has like a sort of superpower. It's it's Liar Liar. Yeah, Liar Liar, Bruce Almighty, all that stuff where he's just put in this. It's like a save the cat. Type of premise You know mm-hmm. um, Yeah it it's, works it's, it's
3: like a Screenplay that worked Yeah and it's it's
1: just Pretty basic But it, it's You know but, it's a movie But guys that ending I cry every time When uh, Henry Henry Winkler Is in this movie Yeah Henry Winkler And he's good in this That's movie That's the thing This movie I'm not saying it's great But it gets kind of Heart wrenching there, there are some points I will not say Like I would watch this Over the last night I would watch this movie Five times in a row If it meant I didn't have to Watch the last night again
2: is it is it an ad for Beth, ba- Bed Bath and Beyond?
3: Uh, there's plenty of product pl- placement. Adam Sandler. He, Adam Sandler. He's always like eating Twinkies and like ho hos and ding yeah. dongs, mm. and he's just like, oh, it's like it's like his like equivalent to like sipping whiskey at night or something. <laughs> oh I <laughs> so, oh, gotta la- gotta lay off of them. <laughs> and, <Jeez. laughs>
1: but then we get fat Adam Sandler and then fat flap Adam Sandler. Just never forget this movie was nominated for an Oscar for what for best 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 makeup makeup. oh my god Click was almost an Academy Award winning film right. well
3: it lost to fucking Pan's Labyrinth
1: Man, what a <laughs> ugh! That's a toss-up for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they were snubbed, robbed.
3: <laughs> we're uh, we're we're losing people like flies. So we got to move on. Go go to your local Goodwill and find a copy of Click on oh. DVD. It'll be very I'm, scratched up, but
0: mid career Adam Sandler is better than late career Adam Sandler. I'll say that Fifty First Dates is a lot better than anything he did after Fifty like, First Dates. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, next we got. Next we're gonna do a good review of Fifty First Dates. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That movie made <laughs> me cry. I've seen that at like fifty okay. times as well. If you actually
2: want to see a good adam sandler movie watch punch drunk yeah that's great i've said this so many times punch drunk love is fucking amazing he will never ever top that movie yeah he's great in it that's what happens
1: when you get like a good director though actually
2: directing somebody yeah but he's genuinely good in that movie you know it's like it's like it's not like adam sandler isn't a good actor like he has talent he's just fucking lazy and wants to like Steal Make people's jokes money and shit.
3: Yeah, the, the bathroom scene in Punch Drunk Love is like the best like scene he's ever done. Yeah, he plays like this broken character who's filled with like anxieties and like violent outbursts. And whenever he does it, it feels so like real. Just like yeah, this guy would go fucking nuts and like shatter a glass door at his like sister's house because they said like the wrong thing.
0: Jesus. All but, yeah, right, that's, let's.
2: That's, that's a good one. Let's move on to a little bit of Netflix. Who's been watching? comedians in cars getting coffee uh, who this do you guy
0: <laughs> him so yeah um I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod before i think we have briefly but comedians in cars it's jerry seinfeld's vanity project like the the vanity project of vanity projects it, it like it started on crackle um, for some reason, I for some ungodly reason, it was on Crackle originally. <laughs> on what? what cr- yeah, exactly. Like a, a website that was originally like cracked, like online journalism, and they were like, "Hey, let's just like make one show," and so they did that for like a long time, and it was sponsored by Acura, and there was really cringy product placement. And then Netflix just picked it up, and they had the series for about a year. They had all the episodes, and now they just finally put out a season that is Netflix exclusive. Um, so the guests this season are better Because it's usually Netflix-affiliated comedians That are the guests And you might think, oh, that really limits the pool But Netflix has every good comedian <laughs> oh, yeah. in their repertoire So he got Dave Chappelle this season He got John Mulaney He got a lot of really, really good people um, Jerry Lewis is there, too Yeah, which is I insane. thought Jerry Lewis was dead Yeah, what? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's on the last episode It's an extra-long episode Because Jerry Lewis is a legend And he's like, you know, Seinfeld's hero because he was huge in the 60s and all that stuff um this show is look i'm not going to recommend it to everybody I like it cuz I eat this type of shit up. I like comedy, people, like conversations and all that stuff. And I like I like a kind of like an organic talk show, which well, is what this is. Well, so what they just drive around and it's, chat. It's literally yeah, it's literally he goes and he picks them up and there's this whole spiel in the beginning cuz Jerry Seinfeld's like super rich and he's a car guy. So he's he he talks about a car for like 3 minutes and he's like, "This car is simple and sleek." And that's why it reminds me of this guest and then he goes and picks him up. That bit in the beginning That's the vanity part because no one gives a shit about the cars. It's like, let's go to my garage real quick. It's just, it's, I don't know. It just serves as kind of like a reminder of like, hey, by the way, I'm a fucking billionaire. And it's like, (laughs) I don't, it just makes them seem more out of touch, honestly. Um, But I like, I like organic talk shows more than I like, like a pre interview thing. Like with Jimmy Fallon or whatever, the interview happens before the actual interview and they write down the most interesting parts of these people's lives. This is different from that. Like, this is a, it's an actual conversation. The thing is that it's so produced by Seinfeld that he gets, he gets, like, flattering edits. And it's really funny. Like, he gives himself the last word if there's ever, like, a disagreement or something. You know? (laughs) Just stuff like that. He always gets his best jokes in there. A little biased. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I feel like it's not aging super well because Seinfeld is a rich asshole. And so, if it's him and then another, like, old White Dude guest, the conversation gets pretty stuffy, like it gets pretty like ah p c mm. you know like that type of stupid oh. stuff um how was dave chappelle that was yeah, that was a great episode, and Jerry's a really interesting guy because he's very open, he, even before he was like super rich, he would just kind of like he just like likes talking to people and he's like obsessed with comedy on like a weird level um so i I like that part of it. Um, and I like the fact that it's a lot more genuine Than most shows And you can just kind of It's a passive show It's not one you watch, watch mm-hmm. You know You can just kind of put it on Yeah, it's, it it's, a, it's a background show I was I had it on in the background While I was like doing homework and stuff Basically Like it's that kind of show um, You don't have to pay attention But it's it's entertaining At least if you're interested yeah. in comedy You glance at and you're like Yeah ah, Yeah, ah. Another, another issue it has Is that It's the same issue that Pete Holmes has On You Made It Weird His podcast Which is like if the guest is kind of passive and quiet, they just get steamrolled by Jerry because Jerry Seinfeld just talks like mm-hmm. he's a, he's a you know he thinks every opinion he has is super important. So a um, little bit of bad news: Jerry Lewis is dead. Oh, he died. Yeah, when he died last year? Damn, Damn. almost yeah, a year ago. Recorded it. Are you sure Before it wasn't Lewis it? Black? No, no, <laughs> it, it is Jerry Lewis. Lewis Black has done it, but no, he did Jerry Lewis. Maybe you want to go back and watch Jerry Lewis's old movies. Apparently, they were very influential. The, new the Show. Okay. Yeah, 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 and his telethon. No, I'm kidding. Has yeah. anyone
2: seen I... The King of Comedy?
0: Uh, oh. The Scorsese movie? Yeah. No, I actually
2: haven't. It's amazing. With yeah. De Niro? Yeah, De Niro and Jerry Lewis. It's I f- it's great. I feel like that's
3: kind of the more like kind of not forgotten but like lesser appreciated Scorsese yeah. films. Yeah. I yeah, I need it's to check
2: great. that one out. That's great. Uh you got any other thoughts on that?
1: Uh you? no. Okay. I'll well have it's to on Netflix. I Check it out. I, yeah. I, I checked out the older stuff that came out of Netflix. I know there were new episodes. Yeah, there's yeah. It it's it's a really great lineup this season.
0: I'll say All that. Right.
2: That's Comedians and Cars on Netflix. And we got one last thing to talk about before we take a break. And it's a little movie called Mission Impossible
1: Ghost Protocol. Directed
2: by Brad Bird, dun, dun, dun. starring Tom Cruise and some other people. Um guys, I just watched this movie yesterday. And I want to see it again
1: because it's that good. Dude, I just this saw is it a day this is I'm, I, this is what I was looking forward to this watch through is to get to this point where we're watching like just these movies. Yeah, honestly, like Ghost Protocol, it's kind of the perfect action movie in a way. In oh a lot yeah, of ways. and like, Brad Bird is the perfect person to make it. There's so many cool ass set pieces in this movie, like starting with everything in Moscow. Uh, with their whole the like Kremlin, setup. yeah, everything in. with the Kremlin that all all that's cool, but nothing compared to like Dubai. Dude. Everything that happens in Dubai is just like fucking incredible. I mean,
2: it's been said a million times and rightfully so. The The Burj Khalifa um, is that how you pronounce it? Burj Khalifa? The, the tallest building yeah. in the world in Dubai. I think it's Mia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, that hotel climbing sequence that Tom Cruise does. Is one of the greatest action sequences ever made. Yeah, just Hands the way down. that
1: it's shot and everything. Have you yeah, seen it, this, the Colin? tension that I, builds in it from I,
3: I know the scene you're talking about because he's actually doing it and he's like scaling up a building, but I haven't seen Ghost Protocol. I highly <laughs> Me recommend
2: neither. I, this movie.
3: I, I know it's like it's like the entry that kind of like reinvigorated the franchise. Because yeah, there hadn't so, been one in a while. So
2: we we've been we've been doing a little bit of, of a rewatch leading up to Fallout, and the first three movies kind of exist As a pretty fairly cohesive trilogy, they're all very different movies. And I talked about this last week, how they're all the full-on vision of their respective directors. So De Palma, Wu, and Abrams all made their own version of a Tom Cruise spy movie. And I think that's what... tom cruise successfully has done with these movies is he's brought on he's a producer on all of them so he's brought on directors to just do their own thing but what is happening now is that um with these new ones is three didn't do as well at the box office so they were looking to kind of completely change the franchise and there was originally talk of making um Jeremy Renner mm. the new point
3: man on these and face Tom Cruise uh, out. Uh, Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. cuz that, that, that worked well with the Born series. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: so yeah, there was like a small bit of time when Renner was supposed to be like the new guy yeah. in
3: everything. Post uh, Hurt Locker. Yeah. yeah. So
2: I don't, I guess man, like he's good but come but, on. But but in comes Brad Bird. And Tom Cruise is like, okay, bird, here's what we're going to do. Yeah, We're going to climb the tallest building in the fucking
0: world. Tom Cruise saw Ratatouille and he was like, that guy's <laughs> <got> incredible.
2: That.
0: <laughs> yeah, the he is scenes. incredible. Um, yeah, he's incredible.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this this film is defined by that scene. Like they literally spent two weeks at this building, at this hotel, and they shot all of that 130 stories up. Like yeah. that's really Tom Cruise suspended
1: unbelievable there's no way i'd be
3: able to like if yeah i was making a movie be like yeah let's shoot this i'd it, be like no i it's can't just, go like there. i don't
1: know another actual actor who would have gone through of actually doing that because you're watching it and like one of the things that happens is it's not like he can just scale right yeah. up it to add tension to it like one of the gloves that he's using is broken so he's using like one arm and then his legs and he's like pulling himself up the building. So like, he gets he gets to the room
2: that he has to go to, he does his spy thing and then he needs to get back on a time crunch and how he gets back <laughs> is so fucking nuts. Like the what this movie does is they they looked at what Abram's did with 3 and they're like, okay, Abram's told a very grounded story about a guy saving his wife. It's so you know emotionally visceral there's no big stunts or anything and then they're like okay that's great that he did that but let's go back and look at what john wu did with 2 and that the ridiculousness of that film and i think brad bird uh, uh, successfully did what john wu attempted to do with 2 make it all out nuts ridiculous over the top what didn't work in 2 works here in ghost protocol like this movie Brad Bird had made animated movies before this. This is his first live action movie, Mm. so this movie kind of feels like an animated movie, but in a live action form. It's it's there's so much over the top action, but he sells it in a way that works. Like the movement of the camera, just there's no, you know, cut 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 to
3: shreds. You follow the action well. It's uh, we're. where does this Dubai scene take place in the movie? Beginning, in the middle. middle. In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's,
1: gen- there's three big, like, set piece scenes in that whole movie, and all of them are good. Like, the Dubai is the most famous one, but, like we said, the Kremlin scene is the first one that happens, like, really early on in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some really cool tech in that whole scene because Simon Pegg is now just, like, part of the field team, and he's yeah. down he there with the guys. He had a brief
2: part in three,
1: and yeah. now he's part of the team. And uh, we, there's this one. Like one of the coolest pieces of technology that I've seen in a spy movie before is the bubble thing that they have set up that you can basically you set up this like giant projector screen. And it shows whatever is behind you, but then they can just like move it forward while they're behind it to get closer up to what they need to do. It's hard to describe. It's easier whenever you actually like. But see the way the but way
2: it's it's uh kind of communicated to the audience is perfect because we don't need an exposition dump when someone explains what they're going to do with this gadget and how it's going to help their mission. They just do it and you understand it and you follow along that Brad Bird doesn't spend any time like spoon feeding you any exposition. Um, I wonder why Robert Rodriguez never got
3: one of these movies.
2: He kind of got lazy. Yeah. Um, he kinda
3: does his own thing too. Yeah, he like makes his movies in his garage and Well
2: well he, when he blew up as like a big time director, he kinda let the things that made him rise to the
0: top kinda hinder him a little bit. Yeah. Did you guys know that Junie from Spy Kids is dating Megan Trainer? Well back to <laughs> Back to Mission Impossible. Okay. All right. Back to Juni? Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's cool, right? Back to He's Mission all about Impossible. That base. <laughs> Back to Ghost Protocol. Uh this movie is not the like by this point it's it's so uh spot on to say that these movies are not about the plot. They're not about the emotional stakes. They're just about giving you a good wholesome, pure entertaining experience. And this movie Does it pretty much flawlessly. Yeah. I I won't give this movie a perfect grade. It's like a, probably like an eight out of 10. Okay. But what it does, it does it to perfection. Yeah. I mean,
1: as far as action movies go, it's kind of hard to do anything better than this. That's just like a pure action movie. Jeremy Renner's in this movie and he's, he's a fun character in this movie. Not the Tom Cruise character. He's not Ethan Hunt. He does a a
2: weird thing in this movie where he's kind of like the idiot. Like he plays like a nerd. yeah, Yeah. Like
1: kind of the idiot but nerdy guy for like the first half yeah. of the movie. He has and that he's one like, moment oh, where I'm he's like, he's
2: like, no, we're not going to do it your way. No, because
1: I know better. So one of my favorite <laughs> things about this movie, because the first three movies, I still have like a soft spot for them, but Tom Cruise constantly has the corniest moments. And, um, like we talked about with Mission Impossible 3 last week When he's sitting on top of the yeah. wall and he says, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall what, What's what? the line for this movie Is He's sitting there and he's like trying to save the world They're trying to stop this nuke from hitting land or whatever And there's this briefcase That's from- impossible though Dude, and he, goes, and he dude, goes, but this movie, you buy it. It's you, you do kind of buy it. Yeah, it's this crazy. like missile that's coming in. that has it's like impossible. a fail-safe thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, mission accomplished. And he hits the button and nothing happens. Uh, okay. and he goes, mission accomplished. And nothing happens still. He like keeps hitting it. Yeah. And then finally it like actually but, goes through. But then they call him out at the very end of the yeah. movie. And they're like, did, did, you really did you say mission accomplished as you were hitting the button? Loud? Yeah, like <laughs> out loud. Oh, it's, wow. That's
3: the Marvel comedy moment. Yeah, uh, I have a I have a prediction. All right. So, you know how these new three Mission Impossible movies, they're kind of selling it on like what crazy stunt is Tom mm-hmm. Cruise going to do next? Yeah. Yeah. What if the final one there's a seventh one that comes out? It's called Mission Impossible. Ernest, you pitched you pitched the, sub. the title. Yeah. Um, For the final one. It's like this is the end.
2: Well, they kind of they kind of send me on a loop with fallout.
3: Because it was like ghost
2: protocol, rogue nation, you know, like two words that shouldn't go together. Fallout 4. Fallout <laughs> fall out. So, yeah. I don't know. The seventh one could be like, um...
3: Bioshock. No. in game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs>
3: I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking. Oblivion. Like, Just geez. put his previous movie title <laughs> in. Jack Reacher.
0: Mission Impossible. Top whoa, Gun. Whoa, Mission what?
3: Impossible. Day of the Soldado. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, there we go. That's it. That's but it. That's, yeah, I'm Day keeping that up. Soldado. Every sequel
3: is Day of the Soldado now. This, this seventh one, though, Ethan Hunt dies, but it's actually Tom Cruise's on-screen death. And it, and it blows everyone's mind. Oh, my God. It shows him oh die like, a stunt or something. How did they hide it until the movie comes out? Because Tom
1: Cruise is a madman. Yeah, See, just, <laughs> he's just up in some, like, Scientology retreat or I, something. I think
2: that Tom Cruise
1: is... Uh, may, it's slowly making his
0: transition into a full robot. Like he's not actually a human, <laughs> dude. He's not. It so, what happens
1: when he becomes a Scientologist. It really, it
0: really blows my mind how he can be so competent at his job and then also be a Scientologist. Yeah, like what is going on in that weird fucking head of that guy? Yeah, it, it's, only Katie Holmes knows. It's crazy. Oh well, she got out. Yeah, and she sprinted <laughs> out of that house. Yeah, but
2: he, he's just so committed to entertaining people and making his audiences happy. To the point that, like, he can't do just normal
3: human things. No. He, dude, he was probably miserable while making The Mummy. He was probably just like, this movie's going to fucking suck. You're not letting me do what I want to do. And he's just like, I was right. Like, he was probably,
2: he was probably pissed yeah. about that movie. Some, some final thoughts on, on Ghost Protocol. This, uh, I, I can't wait to watch Rogue Nation next week, but this probably has the best running Of Tom Cruise. Um, There was one shot in uh, MI3 that's really great. That's this crazy tracking shot where the camera's Mm -hmm. just flying next to Tom as he's running. But in
1: this one... Classic JJ floating
2: camera. Yeah. (laughs) In this one, he is sprinting from a dust storm yeah and you see the dust storm approaching i've seen that i've seen that in a
1: ad for it yeah that's 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 also part of the whole dubai sequence
2: and then there's another bit at the end leading into like the final sort of set piece where he's sprinting there's Mm. so much sprinting in this but Uh yeah i you know i can't say that these movies are perfect or like new great art or cinema or anything like that but They're amazing for what
1: they are. They're pure entertainment, though, like in every sense of the word. And uh, this actually kind of ties in because there isn't really a love story in this movie. Thank God, Mm -hmm. thank God for that. That we didn't need that again. But we get like this little moment at the end where we like see it, and it's kind of it's one of those things where they do them in these movies where there's like. Like in MI3, for example, that movie opens up with his wife getting killed. But then you realize that's not actually his wife. And there's something similar that like happens in this movie where you're like, I saw his wife die. Yeah. I was there. And you're like, did you see her dead? But then that
2: that final moment, though, where he's like looking, uh, looking at the far from afar to his wife. It's like that adds to the point that I was just making about him not being a real person. It's like, dude. You're basically stalking your own wife.
1: But, I mean, it's kind of a like, moment of peace. I, I like that yeah. moment. Oh, I, is it, Hunter? <laughs> yeah. Because she looks back, but they know that, I mean, your life is in danger whenever you're fucking just married or together with somebody who is a member of MI5. Yeah.
3: If, if I ever jump into Mission Impossible, I'll probably just start with Ghost Protocol. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, you that's could great. do that. I mean, right? there there is that wife sort of thread that leads in from the last
1: movie. Um, You can skip over two, though. If anything, if you wanted to see J.J.'s first movie, check out MI3. I do really... It's a good movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in MI3, and he is incredible. He's He's so good.
2: He's the best villain in any of these movies, but we talked about this last week, how it's only because of his performance, because the character... The way it's written is so one note, yeah, so bland. It could
3: have been, it could have been a generic character. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman was like this awesome actor, and he yeah. makes
2: it literally the best villain that any of these movies have. Uh, and then Ghost Protocol is just back to you know whatever. The villain mm. is inconsequential. The plot is ultimately whatever. As long as these movies, like as long as it's not fucking stupid shit, yeah. it, it works. It just has to be simple True. thing, and it's all about the crazy action, the good. Humor interaction banter between the characters and just an, an, a fully entertaining experience that doesn't insult your intelligence and
0: not Jeremy Renner. <laughs> you hate Jeremy. No, Renner. I just you hate hate. I don't buy him as like a guy that I'm like. Yeah, I just root for him. I don't just root he, for. Him. He, he he's looks good like in a movie, bulldog. but I don't just see him and just be like, that's that's me. That's. I the think I know what your
1: problem is with Jeremy Renner. It all comes down to the fact that he's been in Mission Impossible movies, he's been in Marvel movies, he's been in all these great action movies. He's been born, and then he fucking broke his arm during the set of Tag yeah. oh, <laughs> during the third day of shooting. I just read something that was so true about that movie. It
0: how self-loathing does John Ham have to be that he like didn't m- muscle his way into the Jeremy Renner role? He's not even the cool guy in Tag. John Ham, Don Draper took a generic comedy role over like the suave guy well, in well, Tag the movie. Well, Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. Yeah, You're but
3: like, you know, that's like that's the the logic.
0: John Ham should not be in that movie if he's not going to be the cool and guy. And after
2: after the break we're going to get into to my tag my grievances and why fucking ant-man has his own movie and not hawkeye
3: oh
1: because i can't, I am wait. Pissed. can't, can't wait for that I don't, right. I don't i don't i don't i don't know i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you're you're alone on that island ernest is going to cut that part <laughs> off
0: <laughs>
1: all
2: right well let's take a break and we'll be right back
0: cuz you know i'm all about that bass all that bass we should we should invent like like a brace that like keeps you
1: stuck to the mic yeah. you know
0: uh, like an SM thing but it's like you're like yeah, it's like a salt it's on like a
1: timer and you're stuck there for 2 hours talking until you're free it's like a
0: glove that just that's the millennial saw is like a podcast that you have to do <laughs> we're living in yeah. millennial saw
3: um,
0: and like
2: if you don't keep the conversation going and there's dead air then like you get a,
0: a probe slowly inserted yep. into your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, did you guys hear that Megan Trainer is dating Junie from Spike? <laughs> yeah, I, I did because you brought that up. You rudely interrupted our discussion. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd derail that. That I just saw that on Twitter and I wanted to
2: gouge my eyes you out. You know, we still haven't talked about Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson on this podcast. That's true. Who, oh my who, god,
1: who, I forgot that we had a, We we never talked yeah, about that. Did you
2: guys hear about
0: like how her new album is going to reference his giant schlong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Who's Pete Davidson? He's on SNL. He's there. He's a young comedian on SNL. He's like a wide smile. We'll he's probably like a stoner. recognize him. Yeah. Um, he's a. Yeah. He that relationship most notably there was a lot of backlash on twitter people were like why would she stoop so low to be (laughs) with him She's and, singing about his meat, and it and it started, <laughs> and it started this trend of uh, big dick energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it was uh, a tweet about Pete right. Davidson that started the wait. That res- meme comes from yeah. that relationship. The first tweet that you really got big that used big dick energy was about Pete Davidson, how he exu- exudes big dick energy. <laughs> I don't know if he exudes anything. I just <laughs> <laughs> no, just meaning like he's
1: so confident and open. I mean, and, like. Okay, so Ariana Grande, also, um, she has kind of a history of just going after guys that have, like, like, depression and, like, other issues. Because Mac Miller had, like, a lot of, yeah. like, fucking, like, severe, like, depression and shit. And, and like, yeah, and then was they... angry a lot. And Pete Davidson is just, like, openly talks about it. He's just like, yeah, I want to kill myself on SNL sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure she's plenty fucked up she likes as the, well. She likes those bad boys. She's like, I can change them. Give me move this. Oh god. Oh on, my Hunter. god.
0: Oh, you're inside of me. Um Yeah, I, I, I don't really care either way. I don't I mean, if anything, my sister's the first person I met that she was like, Why is he stooping so low to be with Ariana? Whoa. She's so Whoa. short. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. No. Because because she's like annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is she even like legal? You? This, this is a yeah, really. She, she this, just se- sexualizes a little girl, but she's actually like like seventy. <laughs> <laughs> she's this, my little grandma. This is a really
2: late joke, but when you're talking about Transformers, the last night, are you referencing the title of the movie or the point in time in which you saw it?
1: Um, I'm actually saying it's actually called the last night because it's the last night that I ever survived because we all killed ourselves yes. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You're actually listening to our ghosts right now, Ooh. talking from beyond.
0: Yeah. Um, that was really good timing with that joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <really killed> <laughs> All right, Ant Man, yeah. hey, we're, we're back. back. Uh, yeah. Let's okay. get into it. Um,
2: so this is the twentieth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kill me, and it's directed by Peyton Reed. Comes back from directing the first film, and it stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michael, La- Lauren Fish, Lawrence Fishbourne and a lot of other people. Um, but. Yeah, so we're gonna, you know, do our usual thing, give our thoughts, and then get into spoilers. Um there is a couple things that are worth not spoiling, which mainly is like the after credits stuff. Um, but other otherwise, like this is this movie's pretty inconsequential in terms of like big MCU Oh, it's
1: extremely plot. inconsequential. It's, yeah. it's
2: filler, basically. It's yeah, filler. but uh I I enjoyed it. I th- I had a okay. I I had a good time in the theater. I uh, I thought it was fully you know serviceable entertainment. It's mid tier Marvel. Damn. It's not insulting. Yeah. It's not yeah.
0: bad. I, I thought I was gonna come in with that take. I thought you guys might not like it, but honestly, like I was expecting to just be like, man, fuck this corporate shit. And then yeah. I was like, honestly, <laughs> I was laughing. Like I was like, this is funny. It, I it was predictable, and I mm-hmm. I knew what the post credit scene was gonna be. I knew that nothing super consequential would happen and yet i was just you know it kept me laughing that's all i really asked from it yeah i mean i i have plenty of gripes there's
2: there's a lot of jokes that don't work there's things that i wish would have happened like for instance i uh, i was really hoping that michelle pfeiffer was gonna be in this movie more and mm. she is barely yeah she
1: shows up at the
2: very very end yeah but um you know I, the things that I liked. I love the acting. I think everyone is great in it. Yeah. I'm, Some of the characters are written a little thinly, like um the
3: coworker guys.
2: Oh yeah, yeah those the, guys the are buddies. great. Yeah, they you know they don't get that much to do, but they're solid. I want um, more of them. Yeah. Hmm. Ma- yeah. There, there's a lot of balls in play here. There's yeah. a lot of plates spinning, and you don't get to spend as much time with the characters from the first movie as you would like. Yeah. But I I did. Really, really love Michael Douglas. He is so oh, fucking good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, and um, everything. But I want to, I want to, I want to know what you guys thought of uh, Evangeline Lilly. You know, this is Ant Man and the
0: Wasp. So, she, what did you guys think of her being like?
3: She, she's fine. She's she's fine. Uh,
0: yeah. Honestly, yeah. It was it was like jarring seeing her next to Michelle Pfeiffer because they look like they've had the same amount of plastic surgery. Oh, even though they're like twenty years apart from each other. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, her character was fine. She was fine. It was not. It was not a very signature character. Like I don't. Dude, it's the wasp, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well,
1: it's kind of a bummer because the wasp is one of the like most like well-known female superheroes in the MCU.
2: Is she? Yeah, the, the, the wasp? wasp is
1: a pretty big superhero. Hey, not
2: MCU. You mean the
0: comics?
1: Yeah, the com- okay. not the MCU. Right. Just the comics themselves. All well. right, the Marvel. I don't know. I don't think it was universe. her fault.
0: I think she, I think that she did whatever with the yeah. part. Yeah, I mean she's that's fine. that's what I'm saying. It's like
2: all of the acting across the board is really really strong, but the work that the
1: the writing that they're
2: working with is just not as up to standard.
1: All I can say after watching this movie is like, thank God for Paul Rudd. Dude. If Paul Rudd did not exist in this movie, then this would be just such a lackluster waste of time. He he relishes in every moment that he's on the scene. I
0: I almost wish they had cast someone funny as the Wasp because Evangeline Lilly is good, but she's not funny. yeah Yeah. That's not what she's known for. Also,
2: I felt like they didn't really have that much chemistry. You know, I (laughs) bought Caring I about her mom and saving her mom, but I didn't really buy her. I'm like in real
1: life, love... Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, they would never be a couple. Yeah, I what? think. Well, first of all,
0: I agree with you. I I love Paul Rudd. I think that he is funnier than any of us even know. Like his catalog of movies is a lot of like mid tier comedies in it. But I think that when he's in a good comedy, he is the star of even the best... He's he's probably the funniest actor in Wet Hot, which is full of like A-list comedy mm-hmm. people. And they came together. He stars in one of the best parodies I've ever seen. God, yeah. And he is the reason... It's not the lines. He's the reason you're laughing in these movies. Like He is so, so funny. Dude, Paul Rudd's hilarious in
3: Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. It's... No, he's not. He, played, <laughs> he plays. He plays creepy adult Tommy Doyle. He's not funny at all. In it's fun.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering if how big his dramatic turn was that he tried to make. He actually just came out with a dramatic film this year. That's... I have no idea what it's Dude, called. Dude, I don't but... even. I was thinking watching this. Like even in Ant Man, in the context of a movie that's not very serious, the mildly serious moments I wasn't really buying because he, I just see him and I. I'm oh, like ah, oh, the funny guy.
3: Oh my god, no! He was in uh, The Cider House Rules. That was a dramatic role. He didn't have legs.
2: He was, the, <laughs> he was in the Cider House Rules?
3: Yeah, he plays With I, Toby. I think he's uh, Charlene Theron's husband who's oh. off at war. Damn. Fact check that because I want to say huh. that he is. If not, huh. then I'm wrong. Anyways, uh, I thought Ant Man and the Wasp, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. exactly. Just I was just kind of going through the motions of the movie. And kind of just patiently waiting for it to end. Yeah. I
1: made I made a
0: winners and losers list.
1: It's mostly winners. So I there's one thing about this movie that like just kind of drove me a little bit insane is that there's like eight bad guys in this movie. Yeah. There's so many people who are like, ah, oh, that person's evil, but they're evil because of this guy. And these cronies are over here. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, and it's a big step backwards for Marvel as far as I like up as far as I believe, like, that they've really been making serious strides with their villains lately. Like, even Thor Ragnarok, I mean, it wasn't the best villain. It was definitely, like, one of their weaker ones in recent memories. But she still had motivations, Hela did. Mm-hmm. Where here, it's like, and what it are d- the motivations of any of these characters? Well, it was
3: also Cape Blanchett. I thought this uh, woman who played Ghost or whatever. I thought oh, she was, she I thought she was horrendous. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah
0: I, she is did she's guys... in Ready Player One, and well, she's also in Black Mirror: White Christmas. That was what I recognized her from. Wait, what? She's the... She is the girl no that word. poisons that incel uh, guy in the beginning uh, of yeah. the episode. Um, really? Yeah, I recognized her eyes from that because they're very like they're light colored. You know, they're super uh... your, your eyes. No, her eyes. Tell the story. Are you staring into my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Are you singing Kohi right now?
3: <laughs> um, I, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I this movie it kind of bored me a little bit just like the talking scenes like I wasn't interested in like quantum yeah quantum quantum that
1: led for a good joke though it did Paul Rudd just said do you guys just put quantum in front of everything yeah that
0: was was pretty good but yeah my my loser on my losers list was subtlety with the movie like it's dialogue is really clunky there's these long exposition dumps with that stuff particularly they have the you know heroes tied up and the villain explains why she's a villain scene and it's like yeah. It's like eight minutes long of her being like her whole life story. Yeah. She's telling these people. It's so so clunky, um, but that yeah, that was the scene where I was like, I'm I, I'm on the fence. I
2: did I did find I do agree with the movie dragging, and I think for me it dragged more towards the first half. I think the the second half of the movie really picks up the pace. Um, but in terms of the these exposition dumps, I think Peyton Reed did a really good job of like leaning really hard into like the dump of the exposition <laughs> and making like levity and, and a joke out of it. Like, there's the moment towards the beginning where the Randall Park FBI agent is just recapping the the yeah. events of the last couple movies to Scott's daughter. Yeah, yeah, and he's he. Him delivering that exposition just really, really worked, and you know, you kind of tune out to what he's that, actually that saying. Was, that
1: was Asian Jim,
2: right? Yeah, yeah Randall From Park is, is funny. Yeah, you, you you tune out to like the details of what he's talking about because you're like, oh, he's basically just talking about what happened in civil, like the Sokovia Accords and yeah, all this yeah. shit. But it's it comes off as like he's just being uh, uh, nice to the
0: child, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like completely pointless. I thought they could have give Michael Pena some better lines. I think Michael Pena is hilarious. Yeah. I his his lines yeah. I agree weren't great. It's kind of
2: 50-50 He's, on this one. He
0: reminds me a lot of Hannibal Burris, where he has delivery like a god. Like mm. he has godly delivery. The way he says words is just funny. You know what I mean? It's the same with Hannibal. Yeah, um, and he
1: gets his big scene again, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah there's I like that, that whole that scene. Uh, the truth serum sequence yeah. where it gets that Edgar Wright flash that's mm. in the first. That, yeah, I thought that was funny. That, yeah. I mean, that was my one of my favorite yeah. parts was the skeleton of an Edgar Wright movie that was in the first Ant-Man. Film, yeah, that, just with that really quick cut directing style. And, super stylish. And I,
0: I wanted more of the X-Force guys because the Russian guy and T.I. and Michael Pena make a really good trio. And we, we got some screen time with them. But I mean, like you guys said, there are X-Force? a lot of... X-Force? You mean x uh, yeah, X-Con. X-Con, whatever. I don't <laughs> X-Force? Deadpool? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, I, like you said, there are a lot of villains in this movie. So we're juggling... We're juggling the Feds, like Randall Park and his whole crew, and then this Southern businessman who wants Walter the quantum Goggins. part. Ooh, is was, that he was creepy? Is looking. that his actual name or is it his? Yeah, he, Walton yeah. Goggins I was, another thing Walton or yeah. uh, Another He's uh, in, like The Walking Dead or something Isn't he? he he's he, he, he's in Westworld too But another thing about oh, this yeah. movie is The winner is the uh, That Guys Because it has him He's a classic that You see him and you're like Oh, that guy I will never learn his name I refuse to learn his name Walton just Goggins Walton Goggins I mean, he's,
2: he's a great character actor Yeah, he was I know. in The Hateful Eight
0: Yeah, you just always see him And you're like Oh, okay <laughs> and then um the other one is Randall Park. You always see Randall Park and you're like, cool, cool. Who? There he is. <laughs> Asian the, Jim. Yeah, Asian. Oh, the, oh, okay. You always see him, and you're like, ah, good. Yeah. <laughs> more more of him. But then you're not like, I don't want to watch a movie starring that guy.
1: Uh I don't I don't know what to say about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like it it was a like, it, it it was a Marvel movie, you know? It was very mid tier. Like, I would rather watch Ant Man and the Wasp than fucking Doctor Strange. Like, I did, yeah. yeah I just, I guess. That's my main
0: gripe what? with the movie is at no point did I feel any consequences looming. Mm-hmm. Like, there was never any mm-hmm. tension of, like, is someone going to die? No one, it just seems like no one dies in an Ant Man movie. Yeah. You know, what like. What do you guys think about the action? Uh, I thought it was pretty competently. It's definitely better than Deadpool 2's action yeah. sequences. It wasn't like great. There was uh, there was some pretty creative use of you know the shrinkage, the main component of what Ant Man is yeah. for they, comedy they keep, and for drama.
2: They keep finding ways to kind of like riff on that and, yeah. and present it in the, a creative the, way. Yeah, the
0: scene where he's a schoolboy. I, I it love. Was the, pretty, I love the school. Scene. I, like, was oh, I, mean, I didn't think I would movie. see this. Yeah. In this which movie. that was also carried by Paul Rudd's physical comedy. <laughs> right. Like it's literally like a rule if you want to make a funny scene like just make Paul Rudd just move from one place to another yeah there's the, the
2: montage at the beginning where you see like his daily routine of what he yeah, does in house he's, arrest he's just yeah he, so they, that's awesome
0: I like yeah this movie kind of leaned a little bit more on his chops than the first one mm-hmm. did I think but
2: I think the first one yeah you're right about that but the first one lean more into the character of Scott Lang because yeah. you, you got a sense of him actually being like a really good thief and uh, you know kind of con man like he's doing like parkour and like using all these gadgets and like you really buy that he could steal this suit and know how to use it but in this one in the sequel you don't really get any only the only scott
1: lang moments that you get are him and his daughter other than that, he's Ant Man the whole yeah, time, and all of that works. Yeah, his daughter is a good actress. I don't know her name, but she, she, dude, she they they have a was good relationship. Really good. Like, yeah, she no, was like the cutest little girl I've yeah, ever seen. And like, it's not like oh, it's not just the scene where you're like oh, she's so cute. Like, it's genuinely like it's great chemistry, like father daughter chemistry that they have yeah. there. Where you can tell She just like Wants her dad To just be a badass Her name is be a Fucking superhero Abby
2: Ryder Fortson And she was in Togetherness I thought she looked familiar No way Okay, okay. Yeah. That's,
0: that's interesting Um. But yeah this, uh, this movie It's not gonna It's not like It's not innovative In any way You know Like we've seen All this stuff before uh, But I I don't know. I was just I was going in like, man, fuck this Marvel shit. Like I want to yep. trying to be edgy. And I was just <laughs> I it just kind of like floated along. I really do think that they could have gotten rid of one of the villain plot lines. Three different groups of villains is really weird. To yeah. Me. It, it, when you have a repertoire of funny heroes that you could have leaned on more.
3: It, yeah. it would have been cool if the movie was just about them trying to get the wife back and like weird things happening in, like the quantum realm. Like, yeah, just have
1: ghosts. Yeah, yeah exactly. If anything, just have just ghosts be the only. Yeah, one if we character. cut out the southern
0: villain guy and we, and the FBI. Yeah, FBI is involved still because they have to be, but just like less of have them. Have them
1: get like two scenes and in then the entire and yeah,
0: movie. and then you don't really need the southern guy at all, and then you just have more of the quantum realm and more of uh, X Con. Yeah. I think that would have been a better movie. I, I
1: loved.
2: Um, I, I loved Walton. Goggins performance like he's a really good actor but you could take that character out. yeah I was just like why is he here the movie would probably be better (laughs) well because they needed a a uh the only reason why they had him is the, so that they had someone to run away from in the yeah. final act. Oh, he's yeah. like a bad he, guy. You yeah. So that, and that
1: kind of added, that connected the ExCon Con uh, storyline to everything yeah. else. Because yeah. yeah. well, the X Cons are kind of, they don't do anything except for in the Southern guy story, the Southern yeah. badass yeah, and story. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm also not saying that it like
0: was too jumbled with all these storylines. Like it was, it competently gave time to all these people and it made sense. It just didn't seem like totally necessary. Like yeah. it wasn't poorly done. It was just kind of like just give more time to this other stuff. Especially because, uh, in my
2: opinion, I I thought that Ghost was being set up as this really interesting
1: character. Yeah, Ghost has some really badass yeah. powers. Like, great, I wish that they had a better actress play and not just the, the powers, but, but like
2: but the fact that you have this person who's like really truly in pain yeah. and just wants to be rid of that pain. There's like, no big like world ending plan
3: like I get it but I just I never really bought like oh I'm always in pain and like, like, she, like there she's isn't enough time give it, given to it. like yeah, yeah I, 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 it.
1: I feel like if there had a few more scenes where you see her then maybe you can sympathize with her a little bit more and you care a little bit about more of that story I want to um, I want to
2: get more into details of that in spoilers because I have some thoughts on that specifically but um let's do you guys have any other thoughts
1: before we get to spoilers? Um,
3: I have one question. What did you think of Ghost? Uh, her suit. I thought it looked kind of tacky and cheap. Yeah, and yeah you said that crappy. it looked
1: like yeah. it was made to make to, to sell toys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it,
3: it looked. It didn't look like a great costume. I thought they could have yeah. done a better job. It honestly, didn't, it
0: didn't look great. I had an, an issue with like her specific one of her like powers. One of the ways she hurt people. Well, we'll get into spoilers and then I'll talk about it because I was re- I really had a gripe with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Any, any other final thoughts? You guys want to um, chime in on, on anything?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> we got, we got no thoughts at all. Uh, okay. I think that this, I mean, it's definitely the worst Marvel movie of the year, but it's still, it's just fucking fine. Like, honestly, it everything else. I'd,
3: I'd give it like a six out of 10. Probably wouldn't watch it again though. I'd, think I'd say
1: a seven. Yeah. I'd give it a seven. Me too. Yeah. I'd give it a six to maybe a uh, 6.5 if we're like kind of splitting hairs a little I didn't bit here. Ha- I didn't hate it. I think anything. it's fine. Like, I just don't it's, think it's. I wouldn't say it's, like, good. I think I think if this movie hits Netflix, it'll be
0: a good, like, background, like, after work, just relaxed movie. Like I it's would rather not, watch this than Dr. Strange. Yeah, you don't have to think. You're going to laugh. Yeah. It's not going to break any type of ground in any direction. How do you guys think it compares to the original one? I think it's better. Uh, okay.
3: Um, the original one, I felt like there was more intrigue because it's like, who is this Ant-Man character? So, like, it was a decent origin story, and, you know, you have fun scenes of him, like, shrinking and, like running around from, like, water and, like, he's on, like, the record player and stuff. Uh, you have, like, the Thomas, the tank engine mm-hmm. scene at the end. That was kind of... You know, that was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the first one's a bit more memorable because it was, like, kind of new. Because I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about him. As far as the sequel goes, it's fine. Like, it's a decent continuation.
1: I'd say it's probably right on par with the first one. Maybe I the agree. first one's a little bit better, but they're pretty much, like, at the exact same level I, I for think me. this one slightly edges
2: above the first one just because... It, it does kind of feel a little bit more in its own groove. It, it's a little bit more inventive. Yeah. I think the first one, because there was that Edgar Wright element thrown in, it feels a little bit more disjointed. Uh,
1: even though it, it does have a little bit more memorable moments, yeah. Yeah. the
2: film as a whole doesn't work as well as this one. Okay.
1: I feel like I could just be in a mood for either one of these, so I don't. They're pretty. They're like yeah. the exact same for me. But
2: before we get to spoilers, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I saw this with my girlfriend Lee, and she doesn't watch any of the Marvel movies. She saw like the uh, Captain America: The First Avenger and hated it. Uh, and she, <laughs> yeah, like she's just not in, into the the whole MCU thing. I don't really and, like First Avenger, and either. she uh, mm-hmm. she didn't see the first Ant Man. Mm. So going into this, I was like in the car trying to like Are recap, you sure? <laughs> trying to recap like what Ant Man is. And uh, at one point, she turned to me and she was like, "So." how are the ants like under control and like why can they shrink stuff so i just kind of i just like I just turn to her and I'm like, well, it's just the tech that yeah, Michael it, it Douglas can okay. It's, it's just, just the yeah. tech that Michael uh, Douglas invented, and she loved the movie. Really, she thought it was great. Yeah, she had a lot of fun. Thought it was it's it's entertaining, entertaining. She, is yeah. she like,
3: there's 19 other ones?
2: <laughs> wow,
3: <laughs> this is gonna be a great yeah, Mar-
2: marvel. Um, so if if you don't, if you're one of those people out there that feels like, oh, I can't watch this because I don't watch the MCU movies. Go see this movie. You'll probably like it. You yeah. Know? Um, we should also
1: say this movie is not performing very great at the box office. I don't think it's only they had about I seventy-five million dollars. I, I
3: don't think they were expecting it to. I do don't think that that they were, huge. No,
1: I don't think that they were either. They were probably expecting this to be their lowest uh, grossing. It had a one hundred twenty-six million dollar weekend. I just saw in Box Office Mojo it's said seven. Oh wait, no,
2: nope. Dollars. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong movie. Yeah, yeah. You're I was right. like, I right. was like, uh, you're right. What were you uh, looking at? Uh, Oceans Eight. That's its oh. poll right now. Oh, that's oh, okay. its total. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh,
3: it's, let's. Uh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say yeah, that's definitely a bit weaker for box office, but I don't think they're expecting like a massive.
2: Yeah,
1: no, not, no, yeah. It'll posters. probably finish around like one fifty ish or so yeah. in total. Yeah. All okay.
2: right. Okay. Let's get to spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp starting.
3: Um, now that post credit post credit
1: scene. We have a yeah. hilarious okay. story. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh no. Uh, Hunter, do you want to tell it?
1: So we're, uh, we're sitting there in the theater and you know, like every good Marvel movie to wait until the post credit scene happens. And so, you know, they're doing their thing. They're making their little quantum uh, MacGuffin device where they go into the quantum realm. Ant-Man goes in there and of course everybody in the outside to pull them out. They all disappear. So then Nathan turns to us and he's just like, "What happened?" Because because Nathan never saw Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> no. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I honestly thought
3: it was like a joke or something. He'd be like, "Oh, they got me out now," you know? I, yeah, I thought it was like a little gag. Scene. You thought they like ran away or something? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he thought it was like smoke billowing for they like ran off
0: like in a cartoon or something? Nathan, <laughs> you,
2: you haven't seen the best movie of 2018. I, the, I know, yeah. The greatest I mean, film of all time. I think that's that's funny. Nathan's actually
1: that. the only person in America who hasn't seen Avengers: Infinity War based on its box office. But you're it's the al- only one. It's
3: hilarious because it, it makes complete perfect since if yeah. you've seen it but if you haven't if you haven't seen like, it what? you're like yeah what? Yeah. They just ran off <laughs> yeah. like the roadrunner no yeah Lee,
2: Lee was like like she went to the bathroom real quick and I was like there's more movie and she was like yeah and she comes back and she sees the last little bit and she's like oh is that See, the Avengers
3: well we thing? can't spoil it for Nathan though
0: I see. I knew it was so like the entire movie. I was like, "Post credits is going to be a Thanos thing." Yeah, like it was just it, there was no doubt in my head about it because I, oh, Ant it Man is to. so lighthearted that they wouldn't address everyone dying in the movie, you right. know. But I, I don't know. That's that was my main gripe with the movie is the predictability, even down to the post-credits scene. I was like, "I know what this yeah. is going to be." But I yeah, I mean, obviously.
2: You're right, but I still gasped. I was like, oh,
1: shit. Did you? Like, I, I didn't because yeah. I knew that was coming. Like, yeah, I was, I was like, like Thanos, Thanos there, I thought it was great. And also...
2: um how Michael Douglas feels the need to be like, don't get stuck in a time vortex while you're in there. Yeah. It's like yeah. okay, so oh, now we yeah. know that he's gonna. There's gonna be All some right. time. Ant
1: Man's gonna save everybody in so, the quantum realm. I'm, I'm gonna go through my
0: winners list for this movie. Um, feel free to chime in if you agree or not. But the first one is age regression technology. Yep. Young Michael Douglas and Yo. Young Fishburn looked great. Perfect. They, they looked that yeah. like it really, really worked. Yeah. That was when, like
3: sh- when was there young Fishburn?
0: Uh when There was yeah, one little scene. Yeah, like, it was him as a young scientist. Flashback during a flashback. Was it like quick? I don't remember this. Uh it was Probably when like he was meeting seconds. it was when he was meeting the villain as a little oh, girl. Oh mm. all right, I remember that. When and he, a he looks so so good. Uh, so that yeah, that's the winner, Altoids. Big win for Altoids. Oh, yeah. I like. <laughs> I liked the that. That was a good moment mm. when they he has the fake out heart attack. Yeah, and yeah that, <laughs> that was, was cool. I mean, they made Altoids a plot device. The first scene was very obvious product placement where he's like trying to get an Altoid and it's like, hey, no, not my Altoids or whatever. And it's like, what? And it's like is this, is this a joke? Wait, like, yeah, I was like, Altoids. Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, this is a setup. But I'm wondering if the joke is ever going to actually come. And then it like actually did the joke. Yeah. It was pretty successfully I, integrated.
2: I, I, I thought of a quick little bit to add to the age um, regression yeah, yeah. technology. Um there's so you guys know that um uh Sam Jackson is gonna be in Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, and it so, takes place
3: in the nineties.
2: Yeah, apparently they're gonna be de aging him for the entire film. Whoa. like he's gonna be in uh, 90s mode for the whole what movie, the so that'll be the real test to that's, see how that's pretty
0: interesting. It. Okay, like um, uh, like Pulp Fiction era. Is yeah, he gonna have yeah. The- he's gonna have a Jerry <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> Um, my my next one is Michael Douglas because throat cancer is like a real ass. You yeah. know, people don't you, act again after having throat cancer. You can you can tell, in and a couple he's back. Scenes. Kind of a cringy scene for me was when she. The villain, what's her name? She phases through his throat. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't even
1: think that yeah, pain that. Right?
0: It goes through his fucking throat, and you're like, is this a metaphor? <laughs> it? Like, it was like, geez. Um, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, right? Hannah That's John crazy. came in as um, just
1: fucking throat
0: well, cancer. that also gets into my issue with the movie, and her, that power specifically. She is in so much pain. We don't really feel that pain as an audience, and then she has this ability to phase through the body of other people, and it doesn't kill them. Like when she was through Michael Douglas's throat, I thought he was dead. And yeah. in, a, in a better movie, I think he would be dead. Yeah. he was like stunned. Yeah, exactly. He was just like hurt. He was like ah, ouch. But like that, it, she's atomically going through his body. That should have more consequences. True, it's fine. Like, also, no, like sometimes,
1: <laughs> sometimes she punches people, and sometimes her punches go through people.
0: Okay, well, so can we? Can it's we? Very take, poorly yeah, defined. Can we take a
2: moment to? Kind of nitpick A lot of the shit That doesn't make sense In this movie So yeah Ghost's powers Make no sense They don't spend Any time explaining that Also The shrinking lab How is that even A thing That requires Electricity Plumbing Infrastructure Like what the fuck? Where do, where, they, where do they poop in that lab? Yeah. They, also, <laughs> the house at the end that he pops up on the beach. Dude, I love that scene. Where? <laughs> how is that house gonna have plumbing and electricity? What the, if he has the technology to shrink and grow things? Then he must have. The okay. Well, they to say just, quant, th- they, they say he, that
1: quantum energy is the future of electricity. Is a, uh, no. future of energy. So I bet that's, he, that's what it is. He
0: just he shrinks himself, takes a dump, and then just <laughs> throws back up, and it's like a tiny dump. He just throws it in the trash. <laughs> no, he does it at the same time. That way,
3: (laughs) he shrinks while shitting. Also, it's like a massive turd coming out of. uh, Something that I
2: was going to mention that I thought of pre-spoilers that I'm now remembering is Michelle Pfeiffer is in pretty much only one, two scenes in this movie. She probably shot all her stuff in like uh, one or two weeks. Great actress, by the way. Yeah, she's amazing. I was really hoping for more of her, but she comes back from the quantum world and she just has.
0: Powers That, that ceiling Healing powers? Yeah. The, the, that, that what? Was, that, that was unintentional that can, that can be
3: explained, though. She brings up that her time spent in the quantum realm. like Has changed her. Yeah, she's, like, evolved, and yeah. that's why she didn't starve yeah. to death. It makes but sense. Like, it's
0: just vague, and then she just, like, puts her hands on the her face and, well, on Ghost, and she starts glowing, well, and I laughed.
3: Well, Ghost was, like, exposed
0: to, like, quantum yeah, like, I, I bullshit. Yeah, I don't make sense. It was just kind of like a big movie
1: thing. Where it it quote-unquote like, makes sense. I have powers yeah. now. Here they are. You're welcome. I just like. Better now. That better be a thing in future movies. Otherwise, like, that's fucking stupid. Like, she's just like, I have powers. And then she's just like gone. And yeah, she's, she's like, all right, now, now in- to go live movies. on the beach yeah. in Fiji
3: forever. <laughs> I was waiting for a scene where, uh, Whatever Michelle Pfeiffer's character name is, is when she's just like, Janet. oh, 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 Hank, you've aged horribly. <laughs> 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 He's like, you're, you look like a delicate yeah. flower still, and she's like, oh,
0: your uh,
1: voice sounds oh. different.
0: Did you have throat cancer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another, uh, another great, uh, great scene in this movie was when um, Michelle Pfeiffer is Paul Rudd. That was fun. Yeah. That and, was like awesome. while they're in yeah. the lab. That was great. And the part just like hello, honey, missed you. That
2: that could have been so (laughs) exactly. But Paul Rudd
1: sells it. It's yet another scene
2: that
0: could have been not funny. Like any physical comedy scene, he sells like a motherfucker. He's so good. I have
3: a major nitpick. What's that? Where the hell did Scott Lang get all that cardboard to build
0: this elaborate? (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. No no parent ever has made something that elaborate for their daughter. Um, that was some serious I Nintendo was, uh, Labo. Yeah. yeah, that was shout out Nintendo Labo sponsor <laughs> and like a paper mache ant. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. he has Michael Pena like running the the
2: arms of it. Oh, I have an, another little uh, nitpick. So uh, Peyton Reed, I think, did a pretty pretty great great job here, giving us something uh, you know that is a change of pace from Infinity War. I think he really showed that uh, it, it it wasn't a, a full throwaway. To replace uh, Edgar Wright with him, I think this movie proves that he's, you know, a competent, competent, very, yeah. very competent guy. But he did a fucking terrible job of directing his actors to look at giant ants to imagine that they're looking at giant ants. <laughs> Like if, imagine if there was a giant ant, you'd be fucking yeah, he'd freaked be like, out. Perfect. Oh, yeah. are just like, oh hey, it's a giant ant.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: imagine you're seeing a dog. <laughs> <laughs> the only time that I kind of met ima- that I kind of uh liked the direction of it was whenever um the daughter comes in, and she sees the giant ant and you see her like kind of smile, like a little smirk. Because ah. that was just like nice, she's just like Dad. She's not like scared or well, anything. She She's saw just, it. like was like yeah, she saw what at the, work in the last
2: movie. It's not her first time looking at it. Oh, okay. I forgot. They, I've yeah. always
3: I've only seen man once. Yeah,
2: they they set that up in the beginning uh or at the uh the, at end, the end the end of the first movie.
3: Um oh, here's a nitpick. Well, uh, so Hank Penn and Scott Lang they can mind control the ants, correct?
2: Yeah, they, it's part of the mm-hmm. tech. It's yeah. like radio waves or something. So shit. when he
3: unleashes the Altoids, why don't they just get the ants to violently dismember Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go, graphically and brutally. <laughs> because you they can't do it with ghosts because
0: she's phasing. Dude, no one can die in this movie. That like I really was honestly bothered by that. There's no there's no feeling of pain. Not even the bad guys die. Yeah, not like, even the what?
3: ants. The ants I'm, are like horrific giant. Yeah, I, Monsters. And they there's, can easily kill, there's kill just someone. Yeah, there's
0: no feeling of consequence. Uh honestly, I think in a better movie, I think Michael Douglas doesn't make it back from saving his wife.
1: Okay, no, I thought you that, what that I was mean? where that was going. Was yeah. Michael Douglas was gonna like sacrifice himself to bring that would have made Michelle Pfeiffer having powers better. Is I feel like if Michael Douglas sacrificed himself to Bring his wife back, and now his wife. Like it's sad he had to kill himself, but now they have this new character with superpowers, yeah, like, like yeah. healing powers. it <laughs> been worth it. And it yeah. Would, yeah, and
0: it would have been a noble death. He'd be a martyr. He'd be a hero. And instead, he's just like, "Hey, I'm alive." Yeah, he'd be
1: a martyr. Like, <laughs> now they get to live out their life on the ocean together. Yeah, it.
0: it's just no, they, this,
1: if that throat cancer ever comes back, she can just touch it, <laughs> touch his got, throat with those healing got powers away.
2: See, I was thinking the same thing during the whole final quantum realm. Uh, sequence I was like oh my god I'm conditioned to because of Infinity War I'm in a condition to expect like a truly shocking heartbreaking ending and then like obviously we don't get that but then in the in the final Post credits thing, they're like,
0: oh, okay, yeah. so he did. die. Well, well that's we do. the reason well, I knew that he's... wouldn't happen is because in Ant Man, I feel like is the like it's one of the Marvel movies that you take your little kid to. Yeah, no one dies in that. Like, even though Infinity War was one of those, that's why Infinity War was like groundbreaking because little kids introduced to yeah. death for the first time yeah but i don't think ant-man is like that except I, in post i still
1: feel like we should be keep saying death with air quotes over and over again because <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> literally there's a spider-man movie coming out after infinity war part two like yeah, two months later well yeah so. but kids huh. don't know that. wonder what's gonna happen
0: there like little
1: kids leave and they're like
0: you can die like yeah. they're like daddy what happened yeah. you mean you mean what <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> uh, um what if
2: yeah. what if um What's it called? Far From Home just totally shits the bed and tying into the MCU.
3: Honestly, Sony could absolutely do that. That is is not out of the realm of possibility. They're just like... Sorry, we. Yeah. Like, what yeah. can I do? They're just like, yeah, he's in the MCU, but check out all these other movies. <laughs> you know, like they could they can totally do that. I don't think that's uh, out of reason. Yeah,
2: it branches the timeline so that yeah. Tom Holland is playing two versions of Spider-Man. Oh my God!
3: Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> we have MCU good Spider-Man, then we have like
0: crappy, amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Sony movies. <laughs> but uh, back to the the movie, I did like like i said i wanted more consequence i wanted more empathy like actual feeling of pain uh but then i i left the movie and i was i was saying all this stuff to to my girlfriend allison and she's like why do you just like crave death in these movies
1: because <laughs> it's consequence yeah it's I'm, actually having something where yeah. there's a reason why i sat down and spent the time to watch this the exactly. lion king
3: understood this
0: yeah like yeah. I, exactly even lion king i like i was just watching it and i was like Michael Douglas isn't gonna die and he should and then Michael Douglas didn't die and he probably should have so it was like it was I, fine like it wasn't a huge deal but it was like just it would have been better would have like. been corny though if he died yeah would have been corny depends and on, not d- that well executed depends on if they play see you again while he's <laughs> been a long
2: oh yeah day. let's um <laughs> you, before friend. we kind of start to wrap up let's let's kind of voice some things that we genuinely did
0: like about the film. And, Everyone uh, go around and say something you're thankful for. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I I said it earlier. I'm just thankful for Paul Rudd. I mean, dude, the school scene is great. Like that's a scene that Under a lot of different directors, different actors, like that scene would have been just a fucking drag.
0: He's he's probably the best actor at physical comedy that we have right
1: now. Yeah, no. I mean he just he sells all that. I I wanted more of that and like surprisingly less action scenes. Like I could have done without all of the chase sequences. The 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 punching stuff the
2: punching is so it, like, makes my brain numb yeah. when people start punching each other. But it's always cool to see the shrinking and growing tech. See, that, yeah. was, that like, was... That's really That cool. was
1: kind of cool. I mean, the chase sequence has some, like, cool ideas to it. But I would have rather had five more minutes of Paul Rudd doing physical comedy routine things than um, yeah. him just fighting, we, punching. We
0: talk about that notion a lot of like reallocating like five or 10 minutes in a movie. And I think that's really important because that's kind of the mark of a great director because they shoot a lot more footage than we see. It's a matter of deciding what is the most important to put in this movie. But as far as something I'm thankful for, I'm thankful that I was entertained for this movie. I was expecting to be bored for the most part. I wasn't bored. I was just, it was, you know, it was just floating along at like a pleasant rate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful that it was actually funny. It wasn't like fake funny. It wasn't, it was funnier than Deadpool, um, without feeling the need to be raunchy in any way. And I, I appreciated that because it's, it can be a crutch in comedy to be like R rated, um, especially in the Deadpool movies. It seems like a Raunchy
1: or referential.
0: Yeah. And, it, yeah. And it, it was just funny in a very classical way. Like it was funny in a way that like eighties movies are funny.
3: You're saying you you're disappointed or you're glad you're glad that they didn't do like, Oh, like a penis shrinking joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what Deadpool would do or, yeah.
3: or, or an enlargement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He'd be
3: like, Oh, well,
0: you know, uh, does this
1: work on specific body parts? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah and I'm thankful there wasn't like a dubstep reference that was like eight years too late (laughs) and they play uh yeah Yeah. Yeah. like we all us kids listen to dubstep still for sure I'm I'm I'm... Skrillex was it (laughs) Uh, yeah, Skrillix yeah. was
3: huge. Dude, from first to last though. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's the shit. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm thankful for that giant ant playing the drums at the end. Yeah. That was uh, That was the uh,
1: real post uh, post credit yeah, scene that's that I, what I wanted.
3: Was- uh, I'm glad for the giant ants. I feel like uh, I wish they utilized them a bit more.
1: Yeah, I, they're actually kind of cool. I like the the worker ants, yeah. as they're called. Like, it's just, it's kind of cool. Just kind of running the go. lab. I like them just, like, one of them's just, like, taking a bath. Like, they go through exactly Paul Rudd's routine, so nothing's, like, out of the ordinary. I'm,
3: and I'm also thankful for the ending where they're uh, doing, like, a drive-in theater, and they're watching them, the movie with the giant oh, ants. Oh, yeah. yes. That, that was cute. People really, are actually really, scared of ants in that movie. Yeah. They're, like, screaming. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, they are scared of them. They're just like, they're cute. They're like a dog.
0: That's Peyton Reed going like, look what I didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. I I I wonder if for the CG, they just put like tennis balls on a golden retriever, you know, and it's just like (laughs) sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, no, be scared though. They're Uh, like, I can't.
3: But no, the the ending was cute. (laughs) <laughs> like they they're, they're doing a little driving, but really they're small. And that like, was yeah, laptop. that was fun. It's a creative little thing. And the little girl's like, "I'm glad you're my
1: stepmom now."
3: Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm yeah.
1: glad you came out of retirement, Evangeline Lily. I wish Oh yeah, retired? yeah. She wanted to retire. What? after She lost. she was retired. Yeah, like she like didn't act for a few years. She was like, "Yeah, I'm good."
0: I was Kate from Lost. And then they were like, here's $6 million. <laughs> yeah. She was like, okay. Peter Jackson right.
2: was for the Hobbit movies. Really? Yeah. And she's like, well, now I have all
0: these plastic surgeries to pay for, so <laughs> might as well. Uh, that's mean. We're coming down to hard on Evangeline.
1: Yeah, no friend of, hey, the, hey, friend of the pod. Hey, she's, she's, great. she's best friend she's, of the pod. She's a great actress in this movie. I mean, I can't blame the source material that the writing just wasn't quite there. That's really my biggest issue with this movie is kind of the writing. Is it a, is it a risk Instead for it,
3: Marvel to get new writers and then just end up like do, ruining did everything? Yeah. You see how yeah, many I people mean, just, were credited with that script? It was I, like mm-mm. six names. Yeah,
0: they always
1: have
3: a team now.
2: I'm not it's surprised, crazy.
1: like, just because they want to make things as safe as possible. But, I mean, it's just like, I don't have a problem with the acting or the direction. It was mostly just the writing. That was the weakest part of this whole movie. Yeah, kind of kind of forgettable filler. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just filler. It's like, yeah, do just do you want to give your hot take about this movie compared to another movie I, you saw I, recently? I
3: am, but I was going to do a joke. No. So like Kevin Feige's just like, you can actually skip
1: this one, <laughs> <laughs> but we still want you to see it. Yeah,
3: I, I do have a very hot take. Are you guys ready for yeah. this? I was,
1: I was already told about
3: this. Yeah, hot I'm, take. I'm, I'm the only one here. Everybody strap in. I'm the only one here who's seen Fallen Kingdom. Okay. I was more entertained by that movie than Ambien was. I give because them, of I, how bad it was? Uh, Pacing in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was a bit tighter. It, it just kept going. Like mm-hmm. it kept going. Ant Man kept going? No, Ant Man kinda dragged a little bit. Oh, so oh, so you're saying that
0: Okay, okay, yeah. interesting. Just, just kind of.
3: And the reason I compare it to Fallen Kingdom is because that was just the last movie. Did you like Fallen
0: I, Kingdom more though? Uh
3: it's really stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid, but I'd say I was kinda entertained a bit more. Okay. Just a little bit. See, Fallen Kingdom, it's like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies. They're just it's just entertaining, nothing else. So you're saying it's like the Mission Impossible of the dinosaur movies? I haven't seen Mission Impossible, but I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just say no. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's that.
2: Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, catch it in theaters now. Or don't. You won't miss anything. You can skip it. it. You'll see it. You can skip it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Wait for it to come on Netflix in like six months before they take it off to put it on their own streaming service. (laughs) It's on for a week. Let us
2: know what you thought of the film. If you saw it, let us know what you thought of uh, Coheed and Cambria. If you're a big fan of uh, The Heed, Mm. um, Um, One of the Fence. Yeah, One of the Fence. Um, Shut up. We bought a mic at gmail.com <laughs> every, Also, every reference to Coheed is just like some like cryptic, take like the, other language. Take the time to give us a review on iTunes, five stars only, and share the pod with your friends. Uh, let them know about the greatest podcast. You know what in we need world, to do? In your heart.
0: We need to make We Bought a Mic like a multi level marketing scheme where like it's not about selling the product; it's about showing it to people. You know, uh, you like. Could, Okay, kind of like a pyramid scheme? Yeah, we need to make it like, like it works or like essential oils No, it'll something. be an
1: upside-down funnel system. Yeah,
3: I, yeah. I, have a, I have a brilliant idea for you guys. You do it once a month, and it's you bring your own mic. If you bring your own mic on yeah, yeah. the podcast. that. Yeah, episode. like if you
0: show 20 friends, you get to be a guest host <laughs> for a podcast. All right, well, what do you guys
1: want to plug? Um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter and letterbacks. Letter backs. Letter backs. It's well, a new what website I'm starting.
2: <laughs> is that for your like
1: your back problems? Yeah. It's where you just you write in letters on your back. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about our backs together. It's like going to a football uh, game, you know? There's at like Hunt Mobley, check it out. I write reviews and other things. I yeah, make I'm, funny tweets. I'm on Twitter
0: at Drew Deeson. I make I make hilarious tweets, man. Every day I'm cracking Dude, if up. you
1: guys like Deadpool, follow Drew. What's your uh, yeah.
2: what's your filtration system in terms of what you decide to kind of leave in the drafts? Um, Do you have to like really kind of go through them. It's
0: honestly it's it's a mood thing. Like if I'm really self-loathing, I just don't post anything in my drafts, and if I'm like, you know, I'm a funny guy, I'll go in there and I'll pull something absolutely horrible out and I'll are tweet you, it. Are you serious? What? You have like a repertoire of tweets on that? Well, no. Before I had a Twitter, I would just write down jokes because I didn't realize that's what Twitter was for. So I just have them written, you know, sitting there somewhere. I'm going to... Yeah. Honestly, if I really wanted to, I could just stream all those out and then I would just be out of material in like two weeks and out of ideas. No, you got
2: it. You got it slowly. Yeah. One per
0: year. I read them out on the pod once, so they're all spoiled anyway. But yeah.
3: All right. What about you, Colin? Uh, I... Colin Goody, uh, you can listen to me on the Snyder Colin podcast, which is another weekly podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, basically our
2: competition, even, even Libsyn, yeah, you
1: guys are our rivals, we're it's, on. yeah,
3: it's quite the show, <laughs> they're on Libsyn, are we on Libsyn, I probably, no. I don't
2: know, are we on <laughs>
1: Stitcher
3: Premium, yeah, we, yeah we're on Stitcher, <laughs> uh, you can add me on Facebook, <laughs> if, you, if you want, are you still doing YouTube, no, I actually uh, that's on hiatus, so don't actually.
1: Maybe switch. you can do actually a little review but, uh, of uh, Fallen Kingdom. You can you can <laughs> find a a little short film that we made together on YouTube. Viewpoint Motive. Yeah, you guys can find Viewpoint Motive. It's a four part mini series. Let's
3: blow that up into a meme.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, check out Viewpoint Motive. Like it's it's been called by some. The greatest piece of film ever made. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, actually. Ernest is like trying to play us off stage. Yeah, he's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, we we need to blow up basically.
0: If you're thinking, yeah, you guys like can talk about movies, but can you make one? watch <laughs>
1: viewpoint motive watch and, view point and you will know the answer is no <laughs> yeah. you'll be like okay well
3: we we need to blow it up so like Adam from your movie sucks and Ralph the movie maker can exploit it
0: yeah and yeah. they can be
3: like wow these guys suck and then make
0: like a shit yeah, ton of money yeah let's go viral like a, maybe we'll get on mystery science theater 3000 <laughs> Well, what you guys
2: yeah. need to do is remake it with an actual budget and yeah, like yeah. Let's get film cameras. Yeah, do like a 45, may, maybe like a 90 minute version. I don't think there's enough material for a 90 minute I think, version. Oh, I, I oh think there. You, it you is. could do oh, it. Yeah. You could do it. You'd it, have to cut it. It's better for mystery of...
0: science if there's you, a lot of silence because then they can make all their shitty jokes. Well,
2: you'd have to develop <laughs> a whole like backstory arc to. Um,
0: Sam
3: Hartnett's character. Hunter would have to like, get buff for the gym. Yeah. You know, oh, to yeah. play Dean here, Shot. <laughs> You've got to bring uh, back Dean. Rooney you Coaster's got to be jacked. You can also check my letterbox out. Letterbox D, letterbacks. Um, you can read my quote unquote horribly written reviews <laughs> grammatically unquote. incorrect Yeah, you've been watching reviews. a
2: lot of like obscure foreign films I, I
3: have I have and thank
0: you for, yeah. for uh, checking out my letterbox <laughs> <service>. wow that's <laughs> one it means, it means a lot you could be the next listener uh, to yeah. have that opinion it's either a call and go to
3: media hell I'm not I tried changing my username and I think it worked but it might think, still be media hell
2: I mean I think it's media it, hell it is I'll link it I'll link media it media hell the, is
0: a great Name. You can
2: find Thank all you. those all those links down below, including my uh social media, Caldernist, on Twitter and Instagram, and Letterboxd as well. Haven't been watching too much. Um I didn't talk about it on the pod, but I, I rewatched Burn after reading
0: this week. Okay. And I might do a little review of that. Mm. Solid make, movie. Make sure in the in the liner notes of this episode you put like meaty bumpers for the coheed section.
2: Oh, okay, okay
0: no.
3: Trigger warning They <laughs> yeah, talk about yeah. Coheed <laughs> Like asterisk
0: Like 50 asterisks
3: uh, Well, cool. fuck, you, fuck you, Drew Coheed, Coheed rules
2: uh, Next week Are we're, you going on some Coheed? Uh, No we're, Next week we're going to be talking Stop about Stop it, Hunter Stop we're it we be talking about uh, Sorry to Bother You <laughs> And Skyscraper, probably uh, Um, uh, yeah. Rogue Nation Rogue Nation We're hitting the finale
1: yeah. of our Mission Impossible Watch Hell yes
2: I'm fucking stoked, dude um, but yeah, thank you for listening and we love you.
0: Thanks for
3: having me on, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Peace. That's
1: a good song.
0: <laughs>
3: We not worry about no other niggas, we the mother niggas. You bust down a roller, I
1: bust down a brick, then I flooded, nigga. I am not too big compared to you rappers. Easy does it, nigga. I am more easy, you trying your best to become me, nigga. She like them bottles with bubbles in it. Buy her low heavy and other linen. Why would I wait when there's other women? Why would I hate we in love with winning? Ooh! Buy her bundles, fly her out. Bring a friend, I try her out. Ain't no worries finding out the details as I in out. Easily they plays along, hoping that I play a song. Love the fuck the trap music. Dope money just came along. Woo!